fucking assholes and you're an asshole too. That is why we started up this podcast just for you. If you are offended, if we make you want to cry, you're the reason why we shout who invited this guy. Who invited this guy? Right he's so excited for this episode, guys. Uh, he's dancing. He's fucking swaying back and, and forth. Let me tell you now, this is my fucking wheelhouse. If there wasn't so many true crime podcasts out there, we would just I would just talk about cults and serial killers for the rest we of my life. We would be last podcast life. on the left. We they got be, the best yeah, topic. And I, can't, I know, and, I, and I can't beat them. We can't beat them. It's never going to fucking happen, but... Doing this research, I was just in the zone, watching hour-long documentaries at night in wife, like in bed with my wife, and she's like, "We're watching another cult documentary." <laughs> like, like it's fucked, you know. But she lets me be me. Anyway, this is who invited this guy. I'm Danny T. I'm Eric. I'm Josh. And tonight, as I already kind of gave away, we're gonna be talking about some crazy cultish shit. But before that, pots. Tell them all about what we're brought to them by. Oh, this evening we are brought to you by. Camel menthol lights. Not crush. Oh, not crush, really, just the lights. Oh, okay. Camel menthol light crush. Oh, um, I, I knew that. I, I brought some, some Basil Hayden. Yeah, what uh, is this? Tell me more. That is the second or third best whiskey or bourbon that I've ever had. It's got a fancy bottle. Like, the, the ring around it looks like a Power Rangers belt. Like, this is fucking great. <laughs> it is, uh, it's fantastic. It is the hands-down smoothest bourbon I've ever had. It has a nice amber color Actually, it definitely looks like a, the it's bottle of whiskey. Is oh, it smooth? Dude, Can I try it's some? It's so smooth. Here you go. Dude, it looks oh like it's God. wearing a priest's robe, <laughs> actually. With the thing no, it. an old monk's robe. Yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> wow. Delicious. Nice. Wow, very smooth. Right. Sipskis. Oh, not... my God, right. that's good. Can't shoot it. Can't shoot it. Cannot shoot it, Dan. How much is it? How much is it for a bottle? Uh, it's, it's $42 to $45 God damn it. So Why higher than the pinch? Yeah, it's more whiskeys. than pinch. Man, God okay. All right, so we're also Ooh. brought to you by Abita Purple Haze. Which is a fucking delicious beer that is brewed with raspberry. I definitely thought he just announced the name of the weed he had when he said that. And I was like, wow, is that where we're going now? Still looking for a job. And it's not legal in New Jersey yet. I was like, man, he... Let's like, go, wrote, Phil Murphy. <laughs> I was like, he really just went off the rails with what we're well, brought to the was telling me the other day that apparently uh, it was either decriminalized or is now legal in New Jersey, and I told her to cite her source, I think it's and she couldn't find it. I think it's decriminalized. I think. Well, it's, that's not decriminalized. it's not It happened no. like four days ago or something. That I heard figures. that Phil Murphy was... See, I looked at that article that she put up, and that was from the beginning of January. So, okay, yeah, so I don't think happened. that anything has happened. happened I'm pretty yet, sure right. that people are fighting him pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Figures. And he may just give up. Be fair know? fucking not. Yeah. What else do we got? Uh, all day IPA. As He's always. Like, don't broke. fix it. Don't yep. fix it. Founders uh, makes a delicious, uh, wonderful IPA that's rocking 4.7% alcohol. Uh, so you can drink them for as long as you want and... 
almost not want to beat your wife. Yeah, and it, you know, it's not Miller Lite. Yeah, it's nice that, with the pound back. It has a IPA delicious flavor to it. Yes, it does. Now, tonight, because I want to be the most interesting man on the planet, I settled with not only Dos Equis, but Dos Equis Amber. Ooh, so, love ooh. me some Dos Equis Amber. because it's cheaper than some of the other beers I usually buy. And, uh, just that was to, the most popular beer that we sold at the Mexican oh, restaurant. Seriously, it wasn't at. Negro? No, Negro was there. It was Dude, you know, Negro I Modelo love Negro. Is the fucking best Mexican beer you can get. I uh, love Negro Modelo. Really it's before. so good. What's the what, what's the goofy one with the, the name? Such an A R. Stella Art Art. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, that shit sucks. Dude, it's European Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, brutal, it's, dude. That's exactly what it is. So anyway, tonight. All right, now so that's all that we got. Cigarettes. We're gonna talk cigarettes. Go, we're great. <laughs> that's what we're brought to you by. Awesome. So voice <laughs> turtles. Frothy, frothy, fat people. Fat okay, people. get that out. <laughs> Shovel aside. All right, now. <laughs> Dan's now. dick is just so hard; it's throbbing right now. Well, I mean, Dan this has is ages. no. This is my this is my home right here. This is my this kind of episode is my Marie Callender's pot pie, which odd enough is going to come up in what I talk about. As <laughs> as fucking weird as that seems, I but really like those. Now, <laughs> They're um, really good. Now, even though I'm bringing with energy, I <laughs> might need to calm down a little bit. I don't know. Did either one of you two gentlemen want to get us rolling, or did you want Go me to fucking... So, whatever you want. Dan and Josh were talking uh, when we finished up recording last time, and they wanted to bring up religion again. So I suggested that we do a slight twist on that, because they wanted to talk about cults. So I said, why don't we pit our three favorite cults against each other to find yes. out who is the wackiest of the whack jobs? <laughs> They're all fucking uh, wacky. And I've oh, got, yeah, but I've who got is the wackiest? So we are going this evening to compete against each other for the craziest cult, and uh, it's going to be Olympics style, so there will be points at the end of this. This should be on TV, before the Special Olympics. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You'd reel a lot of people in. This is a huge moneymaker right here. More Olympics. special than the Special Olympics. <laughs> All of the people who started these cults could have probably performed in the Special Olympics. It is amazing that the people that start these cults, the shit that they achieved, not only with what they did with the cult, but the kind of achievements they had before they even got into the cult. And you're like, wow, this person could have done great things instead but oh, yeah. they went way the fuck the other way, <laughs> and something happened with each of them. There's so, always like the you know the turning point. Oh god! And it's always very evident <laughs> where the turning point happened, and it's like so. Fuck, dude. Before we actually get into it, just a little hints here. Um, Josh's uh, main guy could have been a, like a wonderful writer, but was a complete narcissist, lying piece of shit. Your leader could have been Dan's well. Leader. Dan, Dan's leader could have been. If a, you're talking, but we're not. I'm not doing Jonestown. No, Do you know not. a lot about Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah. Um. Uh, basically, Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Really. Um. Out of nowhere, just went crazy, and then the guy from my religion. Um. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he was destined for greatness. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't. Oh my god. So, all right, let's get into this. Yeah, so, Heaven's Gate. Um, if you want me to start, you want me to start? Go ahead. All right, now, I am going to Dan's upload, pick. I am going to upload uh, pictures, okay? Um, oh, if you hear a thumping in the background, my wife's doing a workout right now inside, and I've got thin walls. It should be over probably in the next 10 to 48 minutes. Okay, so, now, now 
Um, I did Heaven's Gate, and I researched Heaven's Gate because, to be honest with you, I've known I've known a small chunk about it for a long time, and this is one of the first big news stories I remember seeing on TV as a kid because it happened mm -hmm. in 1997. <laughs> so I remember being like a fourth grader and seeing these like disturbing images of these people laid out in this place where they you know brought their final end, right? And it just I have to say we talked about Turning Point earlier. That was my turning point. I was like, this shit, even in like fourth grade, I was like, this is fascinating that this people do exists. shit like this. This yeah. is real life. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I just wake up and I have parents and like we go to school and we have dinner together and these motherfuckers are out covering themselves in purple cloths and wearing matching clothes and they think UFOs are coming and shit. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Why not? So before we get into Heaven's Gate, though, I think it's important you hear about Marshall, okay? The guy who started it. A little bit about Marshall Applewhite. Now, listen to this dude's background. So... He was a native of Texas, okay? And his father was a Presbyterian minister. So right oh, there... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, right. But it gets worse because if you're going to live in Texas and have a Presbyterian minister father, it doesn't help that you're gay. We'll get into that. Okay? <laughs> we'll get into that. So that's now, a serious problem. What year? 97? No, no. That's when the whole thing happened. This is back this is in... Like he was the, born the in 1931. Or, oh. He was born in 1931. Wow, so he was gay yeah. back when... Yeah. That was a really rough time. Yeah, I'm not really touching much of his life until, you know, I'm going to go through a little bit of his schooling and then, like, his career. So I'm skipping years because there's nothing about his childhood that screams what the fuck is going on. Okay. It's later on when some shit happens. But okay. So he actually served in the Army for a little bit. This guy also had a bachelor's in philosophy. He studied theology at the Union Presbyterian um, Seminary. <coughs> and at one point he wanted to become a minister like his father. Uh, but at one point, he kind of changed his mind, and he left, actually, to pursue a uh, music career. The guy was a baritone singer, believe it or not, okay? Oh, wow. um, okay. Sultry now, voice. Now, for, uh, before I go further with this guy... That means he was a bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you see this guy, you'll see a twink, okay? He's a twink? Well, no! All right, when I upload pictures of this dude, which, actually, I've got one picture right here I'm going to show you guys, but I will... A lot of what I talk about, trust me, by the time you're listening to this, my Instagram will be loaded with some of the shit <laughs> I'm talking about um, tonight. So, so one of the scoring look guidelines... At, will... Look at this fucking guy. Oh, man. He just looks nuts. Dude, Holy I, shit. I think I he looks so surprised. Say, yeah. He's like George Carlin with a finger in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so already I can say that one of the... Uh, Guidelines or one of the uh, scoring lines that will be going on at the end of all this will be um, the most fuckable leader, and I think already I've won because I know what Josh's leader looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may have already won because Marshall Applewhite, no, but you will you'll find out that at one point he wasn't fuckable anyway by right. physical standpoints because right. yeah, we'll get all to that right. too. Uh, that's so much <coughs> anyway. self mutilation. Woo. Um, anyway, so. He had pursued all these, you know, he got, like I said, you know, philosophy, theology, uh, he was a singer. Um, he was married with two kids at one point, okay? And so he was fuckable. Yeah, yeah. He was married, two kids, living the normal life, right? And he ended up teaching music at the University of Alabama. So he left Texas, you know, he was teaching over there. He was there. a music teacher. Yeah, he was I actually really... the department chair, um, you know, for the music in a, a, you know, the next university he taught at because he lost his job at this one. And he lost his job at this one due to a relationship with a 
male student. Uh-huh, uh-huh. banging male kids. And of course now, so this is not the turning point yet, but of course now lost his wife and two kids when this, you know, came out. That oh, he yeah. had a uh, relationship with a male student. And he lost his job. Um, but I guess back then they didn't really do many background checks because he was able to get another <laughs> teaching job. Megan's uh, <laughs> law wasn't invented yet. And not only that, but he got a promotion because he was the department chair of music at his next job. So sort of like the uh, Catholic Church. Just yeah, like, exactly. You move out Musical you chairs move with rapists. Yeah. <laughs> Bunghole with a young boy promotion. I feel like that's part of the steps of becoming a cardinal. You know, you have to sleep with so many altar boys in order to... Achievement unlocked. Slide your way into that red robe. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you go fill out a job resume, you're always supposed to put your three most recent, you know, uh, know, things you've done before you got to that point, your three most previous jobs. You're only supposed to put your most recent three to five boys you've slept with when you're applying to become a cardinal. They don't want to hear about the other 30 to 50. pictures? Do I need... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to have proof. You have if to have, like, be... little tufts of hair or something. <laughs> something to show that there was resistance. Now. <laughs> oh, that's pubic hair? No, they were too old. <laughs> now people just take iPhone pictures of their nails covered in blood. You know? Wow. All right. Let's All right. Back to marks on their bodies. <laughs> so... Um, he returned to Texas, Christ. and he became the music department chair. <laughs> he became the music department chair at the University of St. Thomas, um, and he was actually openly gay in Texas for a little bit. But Damn. even though he's openly gay, he tried to pursue another relationship, but with a female student. But obviously, her family gave her all kind of resistance, and she's like, and the, you know, the family's like, no way, like, get rid of this dude, fuck no. Um, so she broke up with him, and that's when his depression started, um, because now obviously, you know, he was. Openly gay in Texas. He had lost his first job, lost his wife, and lost his kids. And what was this guy's name? Marshall Applewhite, okay? Marshall Applewhite. Yes, dude. Yes, it's a great name for a cult leader. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that whiskey. <laughs> We're going deep tonight. Yes, we are. Okay, so now, um, so after that happened, it's starting to all fall apart. So after he lost this job now, because he lost this one too, okay, well, they... He resigned. For the female student? Yeah, he okay. resigned due to it, but, you know, all told, he was probably forced. So he's that. a 1940s version of the Todd. Yes, pretty much. Nice. And now we're at 1971, okay? And we're about to get into more of the cult stuff, so just right. bear with me. Uh, 1971, he moved to New Mexico for a little bit. He opened up a deli. Um, he's actually really popular with the locals, too. He really loves that Italian meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then, uh, then his father passed away, and this was now uh, this was the brink. I think the you know, worst time in any gay man's life. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he had uh, you know, he lost his marriage, both kids. He he came out as being gay. Then he lost his father. He's working at a fucking deli when he on used to be the, a department chair at a university. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot. On the deathbed, his father's like, "You're still just a faggot." <laughs> 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 And, and your sandwiches suck. <laughs> <laughs> so total failure all around. So this is right before the turning point. This pretty much is it. But now, how did this whole thing become? Well, he ended up meeting someone that kind of, believe it or not, she's the one that put some of these uh, UFO-ish ideas into his head. And remember now, this is the 70s and the 80s where most of this shit happens. Now, you know, the final end result happens in 97, but... The development of all this in the 70s and 80s, this is when, like, the whole space, UFO, Star Trek, like, all those corny 80s sci-fi movies, this is when people were looking up. Everyone was looking up, and I think that's why some of these UFO, you'll find a lot of these cults that deal with UFOs and rebirth on other planets and shit. I've noticed that. 70s and 80s. Is he still in New Mexico? Because New Mexico was the hard 
on right. UFOs. Now, well, he ended up, <clears throat> so he ended up going to a, um, a psychiatric ward because of his depression and whatnot, okay? Right. And there he met a nurse who was married. Her name was Bonnie Nettles, okay? And they immediately <coughs> became friends, and he said he had this feeling like they'd known each other in a past life and all this bullshit, and she convinced him that the extraterrestrials had foreseen their meeting and they had a divine assignment. So that was the, so here we are already. So they say he also had a schizophrenic episode during this time. Man, I really wish the Quaaludes were still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, I want to be on a divine assignment. Oh, so wait so wait to hear some of the shit that they came up with. And you're gonna find that in a lot of these cults we talk about it's the whole aspect of giving up most of yourself and this whole socialist control thing appears in most of these cults. At least all three that I've got information on, some you'll hear about later. It's always like this, and I hate to use the word socialist, but the cult leaders themselves use it a lot of times. Yeah. And they just make this like community of everyone just shares everything. We're but all it's the not fucking socialist. Same. It's not true socialist. But that's what they... It's not, yeah, no, it's not but real I mean, that's the term they use. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway... It's fucking annoying. Everyone's so, equal except for me. I'm yeah, God. exactly. So of course now... Once his time was done there, um, she ended up spending a lot of time with Marshall Bonnie Nettles, the nurse he met. Um, and you know, because of all the time, she's sexy nurse. No, they had so they had no sexual relationship. These two, okay, no sexual relationship whatsoever. But her husband, of course, left her because of all the time she was spending. And those two, after that, hit the road to begin developing their theology and their thoughts about this combination of this Christianity and UFOlogy thing happening. And they just started building all these crazy ideas, and then they started immediately out in the road recruiting, okay? Pulling people in through pamphlets and having seminars at hotels and different churches and shit, and they were opening up bookstores and shit that had all their fucking... They, every kind of weird philosophy and theology and religious book they could have at pl these places, they would have them, and they would just call all these people to them. And people bought into Applewhite because he was, again... A good speaker. You always yeah. find these dudes who are great speakers. Charismatic. They're like, we're captivated, dude. Like, this dude knows what he's doing. He makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he's saying with UFO and aliens, like, you're coming, man. I'm telling you, this guy with his eyes bulging out of his head, I trust this dude. <laughs> so they began recruiting, and they actually got press coverage long before the mass suicide happened. Um, they had gotten some press coverage because at one point in 1974, I believe it was, I think I have it right here, yeah, 74, they had called, like, he had gotten, like, a big group of people together at this meeting, like, over 150 people at this, like, hotel, and had one of his just, like, lecture speeches, this is what's happening, and about 20 people by the end of the night had said goodbye to their families, left behind everything, and joined Applewhite and Nettles on their adventures. And they became a very nomadic people and gathering more people as they came along. Uh, and Walter, did they start buying buses? Um, well, they, well, no, they were always in like station wagons and shit, but they stayed at remote campgrounds a lot. Uh, they yeah. either rented out shitty houses or they stayed at remote campgrounds a lot, and they just stayed off the fucking grid because they just <laughs> kind of up and disappeared. And Applewhite was already starting to get him and Nettles were already starting to get like this little bit of press coverage, like yo, these people are fucking crazy. Um, and they were already starting to talk about that whole we're leaving to something more divine. They talked a lot about the next human level. That was their big thing. We're trying to reach the next level. So haven't reached it yet. No, no. So over the years now, um, throughout their travels, you know, when they set up these, I don't want to call them compounds because they moved so much. So it was never just stationary, but they began to control everything about, you know, their, their crew members life who they, they called them their crew or they called them their class, like a graduating right. class almost. And they controlled everything. They all had short crop haircuts. They were, uh, looser fitting, just plain like, um, flannels and jeans to neutralize gender. 
Okay. And that was a thing too. Uh, they controlled, I and mean, it got to the point they said where even the way you know if you were making pancakes together, like you made the pancakes with a certain amount of water, a certain amount of the flour, a certain amount of this. You kept them on one side for a certain amount of time before you flipped them. Like that kind of extremes control yeah. over their lives. Army does the same thing. Yeah, and he served in the army too. So not only does the dude have like this charismatic you know thing coming off with him but he knows theology some similarities between your leader and my leader okay and you you see a lot of similarities through <laughs> all of them you're like these guys are fucking crazy so as time went on they began to develop these uh, the, the ufo shit got really really intense uh, and they were talking about it was always the belief that they actually brought their bodies with them to the next place however uh in the 80s uh, Bonnie Nettles died from cancer, uh, but by then, luckily, Applewood h- knew she had cancer, so he n- he knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he had to adjust his theories that oh well, just her soul left and she got a new alien body, but she'll be back to get the old one later on. But so, so weird the similarities between this shit. Yeah, they just <laughs> they just change shit to make it convenient for them. I feel like the cult religion is just one thing. You know, it's all it's it's one solid religion that all these little leaders branch off of all on their own well, yeah, but they all, all come back to aliens being inside you and shit Whatever. oh yeah Continue. it's fuck no no it, it is they all have all these properties in common and I wonder if they all like met up at some point and we just don't fucking know about <laughs> it so anyway popular so, at the same time now after after she passed obviously I think this was yet another this was just a, a deeper sinking for Applewhite yeah I mean now she's gone the one that over the last like eight, ten years, whatever, he's been traveling the country with doing all this crazy shit. So now it just gets deeper and darker. And at one point, they had well over 100 people traveling around with them. Uh, Some members had left. I actually watched a documentary, and some broke away after 15 years being with them. And it's amazing. The people who broke away and ended up becoming normal, having a wife and kids, they still will say that what they did in the end wasn't wrong. That it's no different than dying for anything else you believe in, like your kids or your country, that to die for what they believed in was totally okay. And they said, like, you know, I'm happy with the life I have, but I don't think they did anything yeah. wrong. If you <laughs> die for something you believe in, that is totally your choice. Yep. In a free country of all countries, you should be able to fucking do that. But, of course, you know, when we watch this shit on TV, we go, look at these fucking nut jobs. You know I mean, like, look at these wackos. <laughs> so, Sweet jumpsuit. How's the Kool-Aid taste? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, bitter, dude. And now... Tastes <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like almonds. And my mouth is foaming. <laughs> so, okay. Ow! Now, Ow! that is... I will say that, because uh, that gets confused a lot. And they did the combination in a Family Guy episode, too. Everyone thinks the Kool-Aid and the jumpsuit thing is the same cult. It's not. Yeah. Heaven's Gate had the ju- like the tracksuits. Yeah. Jonestown had the Kool-Aid, which wasn't hey, Kool-Aid. It was flavoring. It was flavoring. flavoring. flavoring? Oh my god. <laughs> not Kool-Aid. Because Kool-Aid actually made an official statement after Jonestown happened saying, guys, it was flavoring. Please stop <laughs> saying don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so um, Kool-Aid does not come with cyanide infused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Jonestown was creepy shit. Let me tell you, I've got my we'll brain. That on the next I've episode. got my brain filled with that shit too. Um, so I'm going to because the rest of the time before he got to the mass suicide is just more of this. It's just him getting more control of people, 
bringing in more followers. He has a few guys voluntarily castrated with him. Seven other dudes went down to Mexico. Like, I can't go to Mexico to buy weed. Don't go to Mexico to get a fucking castration. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're safer places to go. So you go to They're more expensive, Dan. Yeah, and they tend to ask questions. And Mexico is just like, Si, senor, you don't want twig and berries in this fucking we shop. We snip the penis. We oh, snip wait, the foreskin. On. Well, there's a difference between castration and... Um, What's the other one? Uh, Circumcision? No. If you're cutting your dick and balls off. Ball, they just, they balls just, off. Oh, wait. No, he they, went to Mexico no. to get castrated? Yeah, they just did balls. Yeah, okay. him and seven okay. others went. And now here's why. For some why. reason, I heard circumcised. No, no, no. Oh, castrated. Yeah. Right. No. Right. Him and seven others voluntarily went to get castrated. And the reason being is because a huge part of being able to ascend was giving up all human things, including sex. None of them had sexual relationships at all inside the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the guys, to reduce their urges... They felt, you should see the one guy who lived to have a kid and a wife and shit. It was between him and another guy who was going to go first because they only had, they were only going to go a group at a time. And he said he was upset that he lost the coin toss and that his buddy got to be relieved of all these sexual frustrations before him. Yeah, man. Just take take potassium nitrate. Jesus Christ. Right. Do something, (laughs) man. You don't want to be horny anymore. Take salt, Peter. Just get a vasectomy. You'll stop being horny. (laughs) Ask Josh's leader about that. (laughs) We'll get to it. So, um, so, you know, so a few guys were castrated and it was all voluntary. And now we're getting to the point where the final developed... You know, idea is that for them to ascend to this next level, uh, Hale Bob's Comet was be coming around. Now we're in the 90s. We're okay. like around 95, okay? I remember that. Yeah, the Hale Bob Comet was coming around, and the theory that Apple White presented was that there was a fucking spaceship trailing the comet that would bring their souls to the next level, to the next human plane of existence, <laughs> where nothing, you didn't have to engage in anything human, not sex, not eating, nothing. You were just the next level. So that was his whole thing, that this fucking comet was coming. And initially when this cult started, the people were not under the impression that they had to die to get to the next level. But he slowly kind of introduced, well, that might have to happen. And he would put them through tests. Like, he would have them just go wait outside all night because he said the aliens are coming tonight. It's happening. And he would just have them wait outside. They just all have to wait. And he would then make them fucking sit out there all night. And then in the morning he would say, it was actually a test. You've all done well. And these people just like bought into that. Now they're now they're craving his acceptance more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking insane. So we get to the point now where it's about to come down to it. All right. A few nights before the final ending of these guys, uh, they actually went out for a last supper. Okay, and they went to a Marie Callender's restaurant, which I didn't know there was a Marie Callender's <laughs> That's restaurant. A thing? That's a fucking what? or at least it was. They went out to a Marie Callender's restaurant. Okay. And There's no way that's restaurant quality food I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> fucking way at all. That shit is B rate at best. <laughs> so they all ordered, all of them went out. Okay, it ended up being 39 members, including Applewhite. They all went out. Um, and there was one, actually, it would have been 40, but one guy just about four to six weeks before this whole thing happened, he broke away, but not in a bad way. He just kept telling Applewhite, and he, he really means it, and he's still alive today and still runs their website. One of the ways they were making money as a cult that whole time, because none of them had jobs, There's they didn't work. Books. They were, because it's the 80s, they ran a website creation. Like, they were designing websites for people. There was, they <laughs> ran a fucking thing to design oh websites God. for people in the 80s, and that's how they were bringing in cash. Um, and they also came to an inheritance at one point. It's unconfirmed how, but they think one of the members had like someone pass away and they got yeah. an inheritance that they gladly shoveled over to Applewhite and be like, here, mm-hmm. you know, let's keep going with the fucking UFO thing. <laughs> <coughs> 
So anyway, so they went out for our last supper at like a Marie Callender's restaurant. And they all ordered the same thing. All 39 of them got a salad with tomato dressing, a Marie Callender's turkey pot pie, no and cheesecake with blueberries. Every one of them <laughs> ordered the same thing. Because this is how they did it. It had and to be uniform. Back in the uniform. 80s, there weren't fucking pussies. Like, I have a gluten intolerance. Yeah. Right. I can't have a pot pie. And this was the 90s, eat and there the wasn't them either. Pie, bitch. Yeah, fucking eat it. You're going to die soon. Yeah. We're going on the spaceship. <laughs> eat the gluten. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, so they had like a Last Supper thing, and now they recorded hours of goodbye tapes and everyone you see saying goodbye to the camera the day before this happened um they're sitting like this nice backyard they rented out a mansion and they paid seven thousand cash up front to rent out this mansion okay um for the, you know, the, whatever that was um and where the fuck was it i have it written down too i need to look that up i apologize it's not in my notes i want to flip through like nine thousand fucking pages but anyway so they rent out this mansion and this is where they were going to wrap up their time at. And they did these goodbye videos, and every one of them is in happy tears. A lot of them are in happy tears saying, this is a great thing. We are so... And they knew it was going to happen at this point. Oh, we are so honored. Applewhite has changed everything, and we're about to go to the next level. And one lady's like crying happy tears. She can't believe that they're going to this next plane of existence. This was... Oh, you're going somewhere. When you it's talk about... about six feet underground. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> when they talk about Jonestown, they always refer to it as a mass suicide slash murder. This only gets referred to as a suicide because there was... All signs point to there was no unwilling victims. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not a damn one of them went against their will. So it's only just ever referred to as a mass suicide. So, the children at Jonestown really didn't have a choice. No, they did not. And that's why it's a mass suicide murder. murder. Because one third of them, yeah. Which they we'll probably into. would have wanted to just hang out and play with Buzz Lightyear more. Or maybe <laughs> drink, you know, regular Kool-Aid. Flavor it. So now, they get ready to do this whole thing. They say these goodbye videos, which are eerie to watch that these people are this happy with it. They all wore... Identical, like, black track suits. Okay, like, jogging suits, kind of. And they had, like, black robes over them with patches that looked like Star Trek symbols. And they said, Heaven's Gate away team. Okay? <laughs> and there's a video of Applewhite saying, I'm so proud of my class. And he shows that they're, they're sitting in chairs in this mansion in, like, graduation style. Right? And he asks the one guy, can you stand up? And, and, and the guy, dude, guy's got this permanent shit-eating grin on his face. Just so happy about what's about to happen and he flashes the patch it says heaven's gate away team and they're so excited and they're ready to go so this night of course is going to wrap up bad now what i would like to throw in here real quick which is kind of funny about a year before this happened they bought from a real company that really offered this kind of insurance policy alien abduction insurance it cost the group a thousand dollars a year Okay, and they purchased this shit, and it's supposed to pay out a million dollars to each of the beneficiaries, and it covers the following. Alien abduction, impregnation, or death by alien. Like, <laughs> and this is a real company based... That's a sweet insurance company to work for. You just take in money, and you never, ever put it out. <laughs> good good <laughs> fellow ever. Rebecca Ingram Pierce, this was the name of the London-based insurance company. And they actually bought a fucking alien abduction insurance policy. Obviously, 
I'm sure the policy didn't cover what they yeah, actually did to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> there are all the bodies right yeah. there. They're all The dead. policy, needless to say, did not cover this incident. Okay? But they it's did. It's funny that the production insurance didn't cover suicide. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> As a quick side note, you guys heard of the... Um, like four years ago when we were supposed to have the rapture, or no, this was 14 years ago when one of the other raptures that was supposed to yeah. happen that didn't happen Not happened. 2012, there was a year uh, 2000. There was a guy <laughs> who was offering uh, post-rapture pet walking services. <laughs> Post-mate. Because he knew he wasn't making it into It heaven. was like $2,700 up front. <laughs> and they paid, and he said, "After you're raptured, I will walk your pets." <laughs> wow! <laughs> dude, wow! I wonder how much money dude he made. Dude made nearly a million dollars. Really? Well, that's a lot of dumb brilliant. <laughs> that's awesome. So, the night of this took actually took three nights. They did it in three nights. Very organized. It, over three nights, it was fifteen, fifteen, and the remaining um, nine. Okay. Uh, this way, they could each clean up after the group before them. And Appleway actually wasn't the last to go. He was one. He was the third to last to go. Two others, they determined, were the last to die because they didn't have bags over their heads. All of them took like a um, like a barbiturate, like a you know dulls your nervous system, brain slows it down. Okay, like seizure control medicine almost. Yeah. Okay, they took that, washed it, and they mixed that shit in applesauce. Some say pudding. Okay, and they washed the shit down with vodka. And then they all put plastic bags over their heads to help induce you know, asphyxiation. And then as each one died, you know, they laid a purple drape over them. And they all died on either a bed or a cot or some mattress on the ground. All face up and all very peaceful looking too. Like everyone went real fucking smooth. And they left one guy behind. So Appleboy was the last to go. This took three nights, okay, all wearing the same thing. Heaven's Gate away team. No one knew what had happened. The families hadn't heard from him because Applewhite kept a very strict, you don't contact your family. He let them make phone calls like one year. I think he let some of them go home for Mother's Day and he let a few of them make some phone calls. But other than that, and you should hear some of the phone calls. I got to hear those too between like this girl and her parents. She's like, no, I can't. shit recorded? Oh, yeah. Like they had the recorded phone call. Like, no, I can't come home. Well, baby, we miss you. Like, what's going on? And she's like... Well, I'm just, we're busy out here. Like, and it's eerie to know that, that girl's dead. Like, they were talking yeah. to their daughter, and she's like, Well, I can't come home for Christmas, and fucking crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, so three nights, 15, 15, and nine, 39 people dead because they believed that was the night Hale Bob's compliment was coming over, uh-huh. and they believed that the UFO was tailing them and was going to take them to the next level of ascension. They were going to be better than what they were as humans. What if fucking did? Dude. I thought that. Uh, okay, I'm not going to lie. So let me wrap this up real quick and then we'll... Because uh, I, I fucking thought that too. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. How do we How know? How the fuck <laughs> do we know if Hale Bob didn't whisk them away to a thousand times better place? They, they fucking might be somewhere much doing much better than we fucking are. We're in a garage freezing our balls They're off. They're all jacked drinking Dos Equis. They could be floating on cloud fucking nights and we're like, we were They're right. all sipping Bahama Mamas. Yeah. They're just fucking in the peak of their physical shape and they didn't have to work for it. It's fucking great. <laughs> yep. It's just all part of the And their insurance policy didn't pay out. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so fuck their families. Yeah. You know? They didn't contact their families and they're not going to pay their families. So. So, this ma- so this mass suicide happened and it took a few days but a letter was sent to the 40th guy who broke away weeks earlier 
And he went there with a camera and walked in and recorded all the bodies. And he made some comments as he was walking around. And, you know, um, he, he wasn't like, oh, my God. He was – this was normal to him. Like, oh, good. They died doing what they believed. You know what I mean? But he didn't give this video to the cops for five fucking years. Now, obviously, they found the bodies, you know, just a few days later. Um, Once they started to smell. Right. Yeah, they found, <laughs> they found the bodies. Um <laughs> That's when you always find the bodies. So the guy, Rio D'Angelo, is still alive, the 40th dude. He's still alive, still operates the website, um, and even (coughs) will send out videos and books and shit like that to people who have questions about why they did what they did. He'll actually send them materials, apparently. Um, And as of 20... We need to talk to that guy. As of 2017, (laughs) apparently the website is still up and running. Okay. Really? Yes. We need to contact yes, that guy we do. and get some material. I was considering doing it for this episode, but I'm like, I don't want to involve myself with these people. <laughs> <laughs> definitely get put on a watch list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not already on a watch list for all this shit I've been looking I'm up sure. recently. Especially when you do something like look up all this, and then it's the end of the night, and you watch porn on the same phone. You looked all this shit up on <laughs> You're like, ah, I keep researching like cults, and then... Porn. <laughs> that don't look good. It doesn't yeah. help that it's animal snuff porn. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap it all up, that was Heaven's Gate. Uh, they all believe right. they were sending higher. Applewhite was a guy uh, who came from, had so many good things in terms of just you know these bachelor's degrees. He was a good speaker. And you think about what these fuckers could have, these kind of people could have done. Uh, but he led 39 people. Could have been more had he done it earlier in the 80s when they still had a bigger... But he started yeah. to deteriorate over the years and people weren't buying his bullshit as much. Yeah. Uh, but he could have taken a lot more with him. So it's actually... I don't want to say a good thing, but it, I mean, it is that it happened when it did. If it would have happened in the 80s, a lot right, more So what's your start date and your end date? Not date, but So the start years. date would be... Um, so the, the cult really lasted for over 20 years from like 1974 is when they first went on their disappearance with people okay. and 97 oh, is 97 yeah so about 23 years right. uh, worth of cultish activities and nomadic traveling and people cutting their fucking genitals off down in fucking Mexico right. um, that's so, some pretty crazy shit and yeah so 39 members 39 dead 39 dead yep 39 right. dead what, um, yeah what you can say about Heaven's Gate is that at least they kept to themselves <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> he went around and recruited he found the people that were dumb enough to kill themselves with him and then they went off to their own special secluded place and they did what they had to do that is respectable. Wow. You got yeah. because I did some research on groups coming up. <laughs> yeah, I did some research on ISIS for next episode, and holy shit, those guys don't keep to themselves. No, not at all. <laughs> so the last, so oh in fact, God. they do the opposite. The opposite. Yes, they to fuck themselves. with everyone. <laughs> so to wrap this up, I will say now the reason because there might not be substantial evidence here as to why. Why is this one your favorite, Dan? You might wonder. It's Apple White. Watch this dude's initiation videos, which are on fucking YouTube. And when you watch a guy who truly believes his bullshit the way this dude does and will sit there and spin shit, he'll say shit like, no, I don't want to. He'll pretty much say, I don't want to say I'm the reincarnation of Christ, but I am. Like, he pretty much (laughs) says that. But this dude buys his own shit. He looks fucking crazy. And to me, he's just intriguing that this many people followed this fucking guy. That's insane. So Heaven's Gate, my favorite cult. We've got Barbiturates, Marie Calendars, 39 <laughs> Dead, Nutless People, and Alien Abduction Insurance. Hell what yeah. do you guys got? Yeah. <laughs> so I have the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Amazing. We're um, going to talk about Joseph Smith. 
<coughs> and we're going to talk about a few of the people who followed in his footsteps, keeping this religion alive for nearly 200 years. You got me on time. That That's for damn sure. Gnarly, I, I am gonna, I'm going to win time, and I'm going to win on the most fuckable leader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else I got, because uh, so actually I might have kill count, too. You uh, might. No, I, depending on what you found for yours, I might have kill count, too. Dude, no one knows. You, like there is really no uh, statistics you, you on Kill I'm probably gonna win body count then because I did, if I would have done Jonestown tonight, I would have won body count. Well, no, my point yeah. is I can I can beat body count. Okay, and if I would have done ISIS, fucker. I would have won body count. Oh, where's well, the? Oh, yeah. by the way, before you get rolling, because I'm excited to hear about these crazy fucking Mormons. I just want a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, back. That right. good whiskey right there. So, all right, everyone, uh, Josh, you need a cigarette? Thank you. Yeah. We're about to talk about fucking Mormons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> religion, fucking Mormons. <laughs> a religion that's young enough for my great-grandfather to go, oh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. So, uh, Mormons trace their origins uh, to the visions that Joseph Smith had in the early 1820s, when living in upstate New York, um, in 1823, Smith said an angel directed him to a buried book written on golden plates, contained, uh, which contained the religious history of an ancient people. Now, this angel is Moroni, <laughs> who was a Native American. He was he was white. <laughs> This white Native American also told him that a bunch of the other tribes people... Oh, by the way, he's from Jerusalem. Joseph Smith? No, no, no. Wait, the angel. He's the angel. The white, he's the white Native American he's angel. He's a Native is, American, which means he's Native to America. No, 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 but he's from Jerusalem. No, here's the thing. Wait, uh, he's wait, a Native American wait. Israeli. Shut up, Josh. Let, let, me, let, <laughs> let me light this cigarette, and we're going to uh, yeah, suspend some disbelief right now. Because you need to... To listen to this fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, everything we All know right. is wrong right now, Josh, right? Just clear your minds, let the Mormonism fill you up. So this crazy fuck Joseph Smith started Mormonism as the Church of Christ in April of 1830, seven years after uh, Moroni came and visited him and led him to the, uh, the new Bible that was written on golden plates. So let's get back into this. He was a Native American, white, from Israel. He, he was from <laughs> Jerusalem. By the way, um, he knew Christ, who also lived in America. Oh, okay. Visited, he visited Wait, America. That's oh, why did. Jesus yeah. is white in every movie. Never, oh, yeah. okay, See, I great. I hear Christ associated with fishermen all the time, but I never hear him about, like, a seafaring gent yeah. who, you know, crossed <laughs> oceans to visit other continents. That's not part of the Christ Not story. only did he cross an ocean, he crossed a fucking continent. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then lived in America for several years, all right, right? so this dude's from Paraguay. New York. <laughs> but, um, Jesus from New York? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got to talk about the fucking right, so Christianity. The other go fuck with me. The other <laughs> Jerusalem tribesmen that were Native Americans killed the good Native American guys who Moroni was a part of, and God turned their skin red, and that's who became the American savages. Oh, uh, so not so the American, the American savages. So not That's all a, people were created equal. <laughs> no, no. According to this religion. <laughs> not the savages, Josh. Not the savages. We haven't even gotten our toes wet yet. Sweet. The, the bullshit is thick. 
put some boots on. We're Ramping. going for a and walk. And I'm not going to lie. No fault of yours. I'm already confused. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did fantastic research. You're telling the story great. But I'm fucking lost already. Oh, so... Give me some road signs, Pots, please. <laughs> Get a machete. We're getting through the thick of it right now. God damn it. All right, so in this uh, quote-unquote Bible that he was led to by Moroni, hmm. he was uh, given four plates and two seer stones. Hmm. All right, now. And the stones allow you to, to read the to plates. read the plates. Because yes. you can't now. read them otherwise. And there's unless the, you look through a stone. The Erin and the Theron seer stones. Now... Moroni said that Joseph Smith couldn't show anyone the plates. He and he alone could translate the plates and give everyone the new Bible. Of course All only right, he so could do it. He gets, uh, Josh, you know the guy's name. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Who's the guy he had come uh, write for him? Martin Harris. Martin Harris, that's it. So, <laughs> Martin Harris is uh, like a wealthy guy and... Uh, you know, so Joseph Smith comes to him one day and he goes, listen. I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> An angel came to me <laughs> and gave me these plates. I, what plates? I can't show you. I'm just going to tell you about them. Now he's an Italian so, angel named Maroney, so if you don't give me the money, he'll break your fucking knees. <laughs> <laughs> And he's from New York. So give me the fucking money. He's got this crazy mustache. Joseph Smith was an obvious con man in New York at the time. Everyone knew it. But the people that he goes to gave him fucking money to publish this book. Not only does he publish the book for him, he sits there and transcribes bullshit for him. So what he does is he... He puts a blanket over his head and looks into this box through the seer stone and reads the tablets. Now, he's reading off the tablet of uh, Lehi. So, he reads from the plate of Lehi. They trans they start transcribing the New Bible or the Book of Mormon. Right. All right? It's tough so, to think that there's an entire book written on a plate Usually uh, a Bible yeah. has several hundred In a thousand pages. language that no one can read. So Martin Harris goes thousand. home one day with some of the pages he had written and shows his wife, like, look, this guy found a new religious document, a new doctrine that I'm helping him transcribe and we're going to have a new religion to celebrate. And his wife goes, you think maybe he might just be full of shit? Yeah. <laughs> he might Did that be ever crossing mind? You think he might just be sticking his head in an empty box and talking to you and you're dumb enough to read it? Don't you so, fucking question Maroney, yeah. all right? Yeah. Don't fucking do that, so, all right? So this fucking Maluk goes back to fucking <laughs> Joseph Smith and he goes, hey, my wife made a good point, says, maybe you're full of shit. He goes, oh, well... God told me, God came to me and told me that you showed your wife the pages and he's mad. So I can no longer, or so, or so what he came to him and said was like, listen, so you might be full of shit. So why don't you put your head back in the box and reread all of those pages to me exactly and I'll write them down and if they're the same, I'll believe you. And we can move Makes forward sense. with this, right? Very yeah. reasonable, very logical. So okay. Joseph Smith goes, well, I can't. 
Well, hold on, I need I need to work on this yeah. cigarette for a second because, <laughs> because God is mad. Oh, the I feel, is I, yeah, I feel like Potts is, has really worked up some stress <laughs> researching this shit over the last. It's two a years. tough religion to <laughs> digest. imagine that in 2018 they have hundreds of thousands of members. Uh, 14.8 million. 14.8 million. 14.8 million. In 2012, and we still, can't even break 40 followers on our podcast. In 2018, <laughs> millions of followers. That's so, insane. Jesus Christ. So what he tells Martin Harris is, well, God told me that you showed your wife these pages. And he told me I'm no longer allowed to read from the plate of Lehi. I must now read from the plate of Nephi. Oh, Nephi, Lehi. So, yeah, it's, so I, like, can, I can give you the story again, but it's going to be a little bit different this time because it's a different plate. It's like the gospel. Different plate. It was a different angel. This time it was the yeah. angel Rigatoni. He came down. He said, fuck the first plate. <laughs> read this one instead. <laughs> Martin, Martin Harris looks at him dead in the face and goes, that sounds legit. All right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so they transcribe this bullshit. In other words... Joseph Smith just spends weeks alone in a cabin with this With dude, his head in a re- box with a sheet over it. <laughs> just talking. Just talking. Just talking. And, and this, this guy writes down everything he says. And this fucking Maluk is just like, yep, alright, we're making a new religion. It is pretty insane that this guy can just sit down with his head under a blanket and talk out an entire Bible at once. Yeah. He just talks it out. Now, did Joseph Smith How do, do this by do himself? That? Like by so himself. Modern day writers cannot well, do that. They come up with like a, a beginning sequence where they have like, you know, they lay out all their shit on a timeline and they figure out what's going to happen when. And then they start writing different sections and they might do all different things and they string them all together into a big long novel. How do you just start talking well, there's well no it helps to not have a plot, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, well, here's the thing. There's no exact timeline on it, so there's probably, the guy had, uh, Joseph Smith probably had time to figure out what he was going to say more the night before. Because yeah. he didn't just do it all in one day. This is over a period, a long Still, period of time. No exact dates are known. Man. I would love to walk in on when he has head in this box and just like walk in and it's and just quiet. just punch him. Yeah, no, just like, just hear this guy's head in this box. This is the song that never <laughs> It just goes on and on. It sounds just about like that. <laughs> and yay... Then he says, the herbs should only be taken unto the way God has prescribed. And then God hath also said, and then God also decreeth. Decreeth. And then God also. It's like, it reads like the way a retarded person would talk. <laughs> reads like great expectations. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit book. Fuck Charles Dickens. Jesus All right. Christ. So the story came out different, and people fucking bought that shit. That's how the Book of Mormon was written. Now, worse than the shit these guys shovel is all these people eating it. Oh, it's amazing. Dude, by the fucking millions. Shovels, yeah. By the millions. And they're just like smiling while horse shit's hitting their teeth. Yes, more. Keep shoveling. Mormons are very happy people. Yes, they are. So, mm-hmm. so it must um, be okay. <laughs> so now this happened over a long period of time because in that was in 1823. So in 1830, uh, he compiled all of this stuff as the Book of Mormon. Named it Mormon after the ancient prophet historian who had given him the book, uh, who was... Who did I say that was? Was that Moroni or... Yeah, Moroni. Moroni, so, yeah. yeah. M- Moroni. He fucking spelled my name wrong. He put Mormon down. What an asshole. This fucking guy. 
the ancient Indian Moroni, who's also a white guy from Jerusalem, who knew <laughs> Jesus. Um, Before so, or after Jesus walked across the ocean to get to America <laughs> and get a condo in New York. <laughs> all right, so on April 6th, 1830... But Jesus can walk on water, so it's fine. <laughs> April 6th, 1830 is when Smith actually founded the Church of Christ. Um, the early church grew, uh, and they moved west as uh, Smith actually sent missionaries to go proselytize. Like So from the 1830s, the Mormons have been going door-to-door. Right, so pre-fucking-Civil War, they've been doing this shit. Yeah. All right. Um, in 1831, the church moved out to Kirkland, Ohio. Um, a whole bunch of the missionaries got a lot of people to convert over. And, uh, you know, Joseph Smith began to establish an outpost in Jackson County, Missouri, uh, which is where he had planned to eventually build the city of Zion, or as he called it, the New Jerusalem. Um, Badass land out there in Missouri. Why do you need a New Jerusalem? I thought the original Jerusalem was here in America. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jesus just visited. He was here on vacation. Oh, yeah. He hung out here for a few Um, years and then... You know, went back across the street. So here's here's where the violence actually starts. And I'll get into the violence after I tell a bit more of the story. Absolutely. Um, so in 1833, a bunch of dudes in Missouri kind of got freaked out by the enormous amount of Mormons coming in. They kicked them out of Jackson County into the nearby Clay County um, where they, uh, they were a little more welcoming. You know, like they weren't as afraid of the Mormons. So... After Smith led a mission uh, known as Zion's Camp to recover that land, uh, he actually began building a Kirkland Temple in Lake County, Ohio, um, which is where the church mainly flourished. So he did a lot of shit in Ohio. It's always people from fucking Ohio, dude. It's always Ohio. That's fucking weirdos, dude. Nah. Well, so here's the other thing. In Missouri, the Mormons, uh, not shortly after, in 1836, were asked politely to leave Clay County. Um, so they then secured more land that would become Caldwell County, which was, you know, not far. Um, so the Kirkland era ended in 1838, and that was like the church fucked up, and they sponsored this like anti-bank stuff, and a bunch of people defected. Uh, they were like, you know, don't go with the bank, stay, keep your money in the church. Because here's another thing that's been a tenant of them since the early days. It's called tithing. Oh, yeah, that's in every major religion. Well, tell me more. Tithing. What's tithing? So, tithing in most religions. That's where they is, pass the basket around. Is accepted. Oh, okay. In Mormonism, it is required. Mandatory. Ah. Yeah. So, you like must taxes. Give yeah. money. Fuck. <laughs> so, instead of putting your money in the bank, you should be giving your money to the church. So, a bunch of people defected. Um, yeah, but now, if I give it to you. And I don't have any money. So in 1938, on October 27th, the governor of Missouri ordered that the Mormons, and I quote, must be treated as enemies and be exterminated or driven from the state. Who said this? The governor of Ohio? Uh, or Missouri? The, this is the governor of Missouri. So between November and April, some 8,000 people were displaced and they wound up, the Mormons moved to Illinois. Another so, grand state. <laughs> so here's where shit gets a little bit fucky. Cause oh, because up to this point, it's so fucking normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're this point, it boxes. was just a church. So they were doing good things. They were helping the community. But at the same time, they're also starting to segregate themselves from the surrounding community. You find out about Jim Jones, too. He did all this great work. So you're like, yeah. I can't believe this guy turned out to be who he turned out to be. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. What you looking for, brother? The thing you're holding. This? Yeah. Oh, this one's yours? <laughs> I thought this was what I poured. Oh. All right. Well, either way, I want that one. Well, then fucking take it. There you go. I'll pour myself <laughs> some more. There Perfect. we go. Right. <laughs> now I got some whiskey, and I can continue on this tr- this Oregon trail of bullshit. <laughs> it is all in that shitty middle I part. need a wagon wheel. I need the trade. Oh, yeah. Well, I give you a wagon wheel, but you need to give me 23 sets of clothing, 14 boxes of bullets, and your daughter. Your like, <laughs> convert to my religion. Yeah. Worst <laughs> trade ever. All right. So I'm going to skip around a little bit here because for like 14 years, um, they... Just him in his head in the box. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so there's a bunch of prejudice and political tension uh, between the Mormons and the locals wherever they go. But... It all comes to a head in 1844. On June 27th, Smith and his brother Hiram were killed by a mob in Carthage, Illinois. Well, that's what you get. Really? Um, yeah, so <laughs> it, just the tension between and how, the And how did they kill them, do you know? I'll get into that uh, when I get into the murders oh, okay, of cool. uh, Mormons. So I have both murders against Mormons and murders by Mormons. All right, gotcha. Um, and I'll get into that at the end because, like I said, I might win kill count unless Josh can prove that uh, Scientology's killed nah, any people. I can't. So uh, <clears throat> the thing was, with his brother Hiram dying, who would have been the logical next predecessor for him, mm-hmm. um, Brigham Young assumed the leadership over uh, what had then become the Church of Latter-day Saints, or the Church of Saints, or just the Saints. Okay, I was going to ask when that Latter-day part got added. Okay. Yeah, so that was in 1844. Um, so Young had been uh, like a close understudy of Smith and was one of the senior apostles of the Curum of the Twelve, mm. uh, which was you know, a smaller group in the Latter-day Saints that de- devoutly followed the leaders uh, to form other denominations of the Latter-day Saints movement. Um, so for two years after Smith's death, uh, there was conflicts between the Mormons and other Illinois residents. So to prevent war, uh, Brigham Young actually led the Mormon pioneers out to a temporary winter quarters in Nebraska. And then eventually in eight, uh, 1847 to what became the Utah Territory. Um, and that's how they all ended up there. Yeah, okay. so they fucked up and they couldn't build Zion where they wanted to. So they built Zion in Utah. Now, here's the funny thing. If you actually read the scriptures of Mormonism, they still say, when the day of reckoning comes, you need to be in Missouri, because that's where the real Zion is. But for now, in Zion's in Utah. <laughs> we'll okay, just, just we'll hang out in Utah, because that's where we were banished to. Yeah. <laughs> but one day, we're all going back home. Did yeah. you hear Maroney change the books? He said it's Utah now. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk a bit about their reach. So from 1849 to 1852, the Mormons blew the fuck up, dude. They established missions in Europe, Latin America, South Pacific, um, and they all the people that converted, or they called them converts, were expected to gather to Zion or basically come to Utah. How the fuck did they get the word out? Back in those days. They're, to mission, the other, they're missionaries. Oh, so, so they're just yeah, sending they people, send yeah, people out. That's fucking They're like commitment. Jehovah's Witnesses. Dude. Can't even just send an email, you know what I mean? Well, it's just like, Mormon no, take a ex- boat. Every Mormon's expected to this day to do two years of unpaid proselytizing. Huh. Or mission work. It's pretty easy. They just all hop on Jesus' back and he walks them across the no, they hop on a ocean, bike. you know what I mean? <laughs> they hop on a <laughs> Fun. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that converted... Over 70,000 
people to Mormons and they immigrated to America. But this kind of fucked people up because they came from England, Scandinavia, South America, um, even Africa. And they, you know, Mormonism. quickly it's assimilated into the Mormon community. Mm. But many of the, uh, the immigrants came into the Great Plains in wagons, uh, horse-drawn carts. Some of them were even pulling their shit in in hand carts. And the newcomers started using even the railroad that was just then under construction in the 1860s. I picture them, like, transporting Joseph Smith around in, like, a bike with a basket like E.T. And he's got the sheet over his head, like, in a box, like, and they're just flying around. <laughs> it's just his head, because he was murdered. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're Brigham Young now. Um... <laughs> So over the next 50 years, many Mormons, uh, and they're saying about 20 to 30% of overall Mormon families, this is where they started entering into plural marriages, or polygamy. Polygamy. And this is what we all know about Mormonism. Love that um, shit. That's the best part of Mormonism. And they did it as a religious duty with, quote, uh, with the number of plural marriages reaching its peak around 1860, and then declining through the rest of the century, but they did it for, quote, religious duty. In other words, the more chicks you fuck, the more kids you're making. And it actually kind of made sense for them because what they were doing is a lot of, uh, a lot of the converts were coming in as single women. So they mm. didn't have a father or a brother or a husband to take care of them. So the men were taking multiple wives. Gotcha. So these this women were could... actually getting taken care Sounds of. Sounds like the religion for me. That's the <laughs> true definition of your taxes of head of household right yeah. there, my friend. Well... They got that shit nailed in down. 1857, uh, at the time, President James Buchanan sent the army to Utah, which Mormons interpreted as an open aggression against them. So fearing a repeat of Missouri and Illinois, the Mormons prepared to defend themselves against the army, and they were determined, you know what, fuck it, we're going to do scorched earth. We're going to torch our own homes in the case that they come in and get invaded. Why did so, the army get sent there? Well, it was a relatively peaceful thing, uh, but it wound up becoming... Uh, just James Buchanan was sending the army out west. Oh, okay. We were expanding the country. Oh, so this is right. early 1800s. So I was just saying, so it just had nothing to do with them, but they were like paranoid, but like they, they're coming yeah. after us. Well, then they kind of got a right to be paranoid some fucked up shit's happened to them. They've been heavily persecuted to yeah, this point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here's the thing, though. <laughs> The Utah War ensued from 1857 to 1858. Again, I got a lot of deaths to tell you about here. Yes. Uh, and in which m- the most notable instances of violence were, it's called the Mountain Meadow Massacre. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, Brim Young died in 1877. And here's the thing. Every, I'm not going to give you any more names because it's already boring and dense enough. But everyone who comes after him is a prophet. Ah. So Mormons don't just have a leader, they have a prophet or the president. And everything they say in an official capacity is gospel. Even if it even if it contradicts previous. Well, it's held to the standard of both the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Okay, so it's held to the standard of the guy with his head in the box reading yes. through stones. Okay, yes. so at least they kept that foundation. That's I'm Sweet. glad to hear that. <laughs> and King George's eighth rendition of what the Holy Bible. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the Church, um, Church of England, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, cake or death? They actually uh, cake. Whole cake, please. Throughout the 1890s, 1880s, uh, early you know 1900s, 1910s, they everyone in the country was fucking with them over polygamy so at that point in time 
Um, everyone thinks that Mormons are polygamists. As of 1904, church president Joseph Smith, yeah, not, huh? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Joseph F. Smith, uh, he disavowed polygamy before Congress and issued what he called the Second Manifesto, calling for all plural marriages uh, to stop. Uh, and only the fundamentalist groups continue to practice it. Hmm. So now we get into the more modern times of it. Um, and this is where it you can just see this is absolutely a cult wildfire. Oh, I can't wait like, to see what today's shit's all about. <laughs> all right. So they're good, though. Like, they do good stuff. They worked with the Boy Scouts, young women's organizations, church-sponsored dances, ward basketball, although they were not allowed to compete in basketball. I don't know what it is. It was a blurb that I read. They're not allowed to compete in basketball. They can play in they can play intramural basketball, but they cannot compete in league basketball. Uh, let's just move past that. That was um, a third. That was a started, third or fourth manifesto that you know Rigatoni came up and with. God <laughs> said, "Thou shalt not compete in basketball." So they fucking. Uh, Which stone was that on? <laughs> <laughs> the pizza stone. Oh, that's right. It's, it's, it's red like my mama's gravy. Um. So at this point, they're doing great stuff. The Great Depression hits. They're doing church-started uh, welfare programs. But this is just for members. It's not for the community at large. So here's where you start to see the isolation. All right, so they're helping, um, but they're helping themselves. Yeah, and okay. it includes a, a humanitarian branch that provides relief uh, for disaster victims. But again, disaster victims of the Mormon church. Now... Mormons put an even greater emphasis in, uh, we're up into the 60s now, of uh, the current era, so 1960s, 1970s. They're putting a huge emphasis on family life, uh, religious education, missionary work, um, and they're actually getting really conservative at this point. So all their views are very old world. Very old so world. Very um, pro-gun. What they say is that they're going for Josh, the Mormon like a, uh, a <laughs> frontier life. Is what they're going for. So they're trying to stay in the 1860s. They're trying to stay 100 years prior to what they're dealing with. And what that does, it winds up uh, segregating them from the mainstream. And what you're looking at in the long run is people who are so segregated from the populace that they're less integrated with the mainstream society than anyone else was at the in the 60s during like the sexual revolution the musical right. revolution the cultural evolution yeah they were going the complete like, opposite of the way everyone else they was were going, going backwards right. at this point in time now so much so black people were allowed and actually joined the church as early as joseph smith Hmm. Original Joseph Smith. No shit. So black people were in the church, but they weren't allowed to hold any kind of office until 1978. Yeah. Another one of those things was like, wow. we're all crazy. When was desegregation in this country? Like 1962, 64? Yeah, in the 60s, yeah. It came around, let's see. Well, I forget. I think it was 60. What year was it? 64? What year was it with the uh, with the, with the, the college that was integrated? And the, uh, was George Wallace stood in the schoolhouse door and the National Guard forced them to inter like to let the students come in. It was in fucking Forrest Gump. Yeah. That was yeah. in the 60s, yeah. So... Thank you for, they, uh, for history. They yeah. kept appreciate that. <laughs> the policy restricted black men from being any kind of ordained uh, priesthood. Uh, they got heavy criticism for it, but I mean, even since uh, from 1978 to 1997, there's approximately 500,000 black members in the church, which is like five percent of their total membership at the time. Mm. Now let's say that again. 
500,000 people. It's only 5%. It's 5%, 5% of the church. Yep. Dear sweet mother so, Joseph um, Smith and macaroni. That, I mean, here's the thing, though, because how far the reach is, they hit Africa, Brazil, the Caribbean. So they continued to grow their black uh, membership, especially in West Africa, where they actually built two temples in, uh, hmm. I believe, the 90s. Dude, it was fucking ridiculous. So here's where I can g- give you some quotes on membership. So in... 2012, all right, uh, they went across the world after World War II, became a worldwide organization. Um, the church doubled in size every 15 to 20 years. And by 96, there are more Mormons outside of the United States than inside of it. So when we go huh. later to talk about global reach, <laughs> I got you bitches by the balls. That's yeah. fucking insane yeah. to me. The fact that, like, I can understand if you're an American and somebody comes up with a thing where, hey, Jesus was in America, and there was an angel here in America, and, you know, we have some shit going <coughs> on here in America that people would get behind it if you're American. Right. Why the fuck do people from other countries give a shit about what's going on in America? there's dumb people everywhere. <laughs> That's so, so ridiculous. So much, in fact, that this whole thing started with a dude reading stones in a box, and everyone's like, yeah. With a blanket over his head. Yeah, we need sign, to keep talking about that. Sign me up. Couldn't <laughs> redo it when he was asked There you go, All my right, friend. So, after 20 years, we're looking at 2012, there are an estimated 14.8 million Mormons... With roughly 57% of them living outside of the United States. like Over half. More Damn. than half of the religion started in this country by a guy who was completely full of shit and said that a white Native American Jerusalem... Jeru- Jew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just dropped a hard J on me right there, man. Be careful with that, alright? Alright, so... Um, most got, Mormons like, are distributed throughout North South America and uh, the Southern Pacific, Western Europe. But, dude... We're talking Chile, Uruguay, several places in the South Pacific. They have a higher percentage of Mormons than the United States. That shit, like, the number, like, I know we kind of breezed past it. Like, he emphasized the 14.8 million, but when you think, I thought there was like 100,000 total Mormons. Yeah. I thought that, 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 was, yeah. like, that was it. It's nope. like 14 nope. million? Yep. Dear God. There's still a micro percentage of the total global population. But in America. A lot of fucking people. But a lot of people to swallow this shit. In 2012, there was 230 million people in the country. And like, so 230 and we're talking. How many? 15 million. So what's that like? Well, because you said 57%. So we'll say like maybe like 7 million. People, yeah, we're in America. Seven million seven Americans, million. so seven million out so like two percent of America. Some, no, I mean, it's less than one percent. It's still less than one okay. percent. But either way, fifty percent well, of people are agnostic. Again, or focus yeah. on this. It, even the even if the percentage of total people is small, it's still way too many to be buying this <laughs> shit. <laughs> this, like that's this the fucking point. story. Now, what are some? Do you have a, a few? Maybe there are other craziest beliefs, like some other fucked up shit that these people. It like. is more than one percent. I'm fucking dumb. Yeah, you suck. Let me go through a little bit more of this, and I will give you a bunch of their crazy shit. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So they really started segregating, um, like isolating the people. Um, isolation in Utah, uh, it let the Mormons create basically a culture of their own. So Mormon converts uh, urged everyone to undergo lifestyle changes. They had to repent their sins, adopt sometimes uh, foreign standards of conduct. Uh, They basically changed their whole lives, studied scriptures, prayed every day, 
fasted regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, They had to attend Sunday worship, which, by the way, was mandatory, but you had to go a lot more than just Sundays. They had to participate in church programs, activities on the weekends. They just started filling up all of churchgoers' time with with the religion. Oh, dear. All right? So the uh, the big things they emphasized were personal honesty, integrity, obedience to the law, chastity outside marriage, and fidelity within the marriage. So they're just controlling your mind with your dick. Well, who gives a shit if you have to be faithful within the marriage if you're married to nine women? Yeah. Dude, that's nine <laughs> bitches nagging shit? at you on a regular basis. That also is true. Look, um, I wouldn't just stay you can, with you, but Maroney said if you get too fat, I can pick up four others. You can so. have wives with big tits, wives with small tits, wives with nice asses, wives with big asses, wives with tight pussies, wives with shallow pussies. You know, you can just have everything Those ones you can cry possibly too much, cheat though, yeah. on your wife I with. might not hit the bottom, but I'll fuck the sides up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, the other thing is they're now controlling your money, too. You need to give 10% of your income to the church. So That's an average. They that's say, an average tithe. It's 10%. Well, Catholicism, they ask for 5% of No, it's 10%. Income. I swear to God. It's, oh, wow. They ask for 10%. That's Not a lot of people give 10% anymore. Well, that's the, but before, that was Mormons a Mormons have to. Mormons is a to form get, of... <clears throat> to get to, like, the good levels of heaven. Right. Which, by the way, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to get... better levels. I'm not even going to get into some of the really weird, wacky shit, but there's multiple worlds, multiple universes, multiple heavens. I want to know about heavens. what Mormons believe. Dude, right. what do they believe? See, now, if you only pay 5%, the level of heaven you get to, like, you stay in, like, one of them hotels with the blinking signs, like, yeah. Maroney in, Maroney in, Maroney in, Maroney in. <laughs> That's when you only do 5%. <laughs> All right, so some of the crazy shit. Um, they've got, uh, Mormons are encouraged to keep a year's worth of supplies. That includes food, water, and financial reserves. That's a lot of food and water. Yeah, it's a whole Wait, lot. Wait, how much are they supposed to keep on them? A year. You're supposed to keep, worth if, of when reserves. you're trying to survive, you keep a gallon per person per day. That's a lot of fucking reserves. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How are you supposed to afford a good 365 gallons of water a person on hand. And this is after you gave 10% of the fucking church. Now you got to pay for all this shit, too. Yeah. That sucks. Right. So if you're gay or LGBT, mm-hmm. you're allowed in the Mormon church. You are. But <laughs> there are some stipulations. If you self-identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual, you can remain in good standing with the church if you abstain from homosexual relations and obey the law of chastity, which means you can't fuck anyone outside of marriage. But you and can't you get can, married. You're not you allowed to get married. legally be married in the church. So you can be gay. You're just not allowed to be gay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. If you're gay, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're good. allowed to join the church, you but you can't have sex ever. Okay, great. No, they're very they're very lenient with their rules so far. This is awesome. I'm glad they're mm-hmm. accepting of all people, including so, the redskinned savages. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> As a general rule, anything spoken or written by the prophet, which is whoever's uh, the president of the church at the time, is. Uh, or while they're under inspiration, it's considered to be the word of God. So that's the word. So it's not even someone just telling you the word of God already happened. This new dude can spit out shit and is the so new word of God. I did not realize that there was yeah. like a modern dictator of yes. the Mormon religion. Oh, yeah. Where what he said under, what is it? Under. Under. Di- uh, divine inspiration. Uh, under inspiration. Inspiration, yeah. yes. Is, is law. 
that mm-hmm. is then law. Is gospel. Because, and because God we're all intelligent adults, we know the dude's just standing there going into divine inspiration and just spitting out whatever he feels yeah, like fucking saying. the same thing as the dude who had his head under a fucking towel <laughs> with his face in a box. Yeah. He God. takes a long drag off of his salvia pipe. How did he yeah, right? <laughs> Everything that comes out afterwards right. is lost. I thought More I was in that box for like six years, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's been seven minutes, Dan. Mormons <laughs> believe that the angels, including Peter, James, John, John the Baptist, Moses, and Elijah, all appeared to Joseph Smith and the others and bestowed various uh, priesthood authorities upon them. Hmm. Definitely. How convenient. The yeah. angels came down. When uh, no one was around. Full list now. Two pages of just <laughs> their crazy bullshit. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You did way more research than I did. I'm not going to be able to talk about Scientology as long. <laughs> if you don't make it to the highest level of heaven, you'll be genderless in the afterlife. Ah, uh, damn it. So 10% like or I become a Ken doll. Yeah. <laughs> Girls can only have one piercing per ear. Men are not allowed to have any. Damn it, mm-hmm. I'm out. Um, oh no, I'm out of the have, Mormons. If you have tattoos as a Mormon, you're not allowed to get a tattoo as a Mormon. But if you have one and join the church, you may be asked to have them surgically removed. Or you can't get to the heaven. Uh, yeah, there's, like, setbacks for you. Ah. Sorry, that's a deal-breaker for me. I'm not gonna have surgery to join your church. Hey, man, this shit seems believable, so I might just do it. Keep going. (laughs) Dating is not allowed in the Mormon church until you are 16 years old. Once you become 16 years old, you are allowed to go on group dates. You are not allowed to have a male-to-female interaction as a date, alone, until you are fucking married. What? You can only <laughs> go on group dates until you're married? Only go on group dates until oh, you're married. Oh, man. Hey, this wasn't one of the rules I came up with originally. This They're changing is, shit. This is when I say why. Check, please. Okay. Fuck? <laughs> Young men must serve two years of mission work. That means they're not allowed to visit their family during this time. And oh yeah, the mission's at their own expense. <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay for trips around the world? It is unpaid, and they have to pay for it. They even get like a Mormon, like... Do they have to like save? Do they have yes. to work to they save? They have to save to go up on their to go mission? do mission. What? Here I thought they would have got like one of those like scion box cars, like kind of like a representation, like Why a, a Mormon business car. There's fucking no <laughs> thanks, dude. No thanks. Who willingly enters that? Okay, so and now this is only with the uh, more devout, uh, like the uh, fundamentalist ones. Historically, a man needs at least two wives to get into the highest degree of heaven, of which there's like seven across the five universes and the fourteen planets. Oh, there's planets too. Oh, fourteen of them, dude. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna get into all that because I didn't want to do that kind of research. Because Jesus fucking Christ, are you serious? <laughs> all <of> Latter Day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> all right, missionaries. What is a Latter Day? So he, later day, like saint, like, there were saints. Now after Christ, yeah, yeah. saints they're, after Christ. They're the yeah. post 
Well, there were saints post-Christ, but these are like latter days. Pretty much latter, as in in the days after the box readings. Latter days. (laughs) I talked to you guys earlier about them doing the intramural basketball stuff. Missionaries are not allowed to participate in full court basketball. They are not also not allowed to play basketball in a league or a tournament. Question, what's all this shit about basketball? Yeah, why <laughs> Who gives a shit about basketball? Like, what about football? What about baseball? Well, what it's because uh, basketball rules? is uh, played by a certain type of people we don't want to associate with, so you can't do it. <laughs> we are not allowed to play full table ping pong from here out. God decree. What? All right, here you go, Josh. You'll like this one. The church assigns you a job. You don't get to choose it, period. End of story. That's Wait, a say huge, again? That's a huge socialist communist thing, is that... The church assigns a job? Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh bottom line. Oh, my God. If you're not good at it, you get better at it, because that's your fucking job. <laughs> They'd assign me to be like a steel worker. I'd be like, are you sure? Did you see the size of my chest? I'm probably going to drop some of this. <laughs> some of this shit's dangerous if dropped. <laughs> right, so all the Mormons are supposed to return to Missouri before Jesus returns. They put pots in Missouri musical theater. the original location of the Garden of Eden. Have you ever seen Missouri? Missouri it is a flyover Woods. state if I have ever seen a flyover yeah. state. The Garden of Eden's in fucking Missouri, Missouri. now? Yeah, Saint, I can remember driving past St. Louis and like that arch is cool. Is that all that Missouri has? Because that's all, all right. that's on the court. Well, it's also got the Garden of Eden filled with all the white Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> right. I need another cigarette before I say this next one. Let me light this bad boy over here. This is going to get good. All right. <coughs> Nothing is allowed to alter your mind or body. Yep. I'm talking even caffeine, drugs, right? alcohol, yep. and even coffee. Dude, for fuck's sake, even coffee. tea. You can't have caffeine. You can't yep. have tea. Yep. Can't have caffeine in your body. It's a tainter. What about decaf? <laughs> or are they allowed decaf? No, decaf allowed coffee or tea? Because decaf coffee, coffee still has caffeine in it naturally. When they say decaf, they mean there's no added caffeine. But coffee grounds still naturally have caffeine in them. And they burn out some of the caffeine. caffeine. They burn out some of it, but it still has a little bit in there. Yeah. All right. Now, you're expected to have kids. Uh, and here's the thing. Not only are you expected there to have pots. kids, but not having <laughs> enough financial resources, that's seen as an invalid excuse. Like, I can't afford to no. raise kids. You have to have kids have in kids. order to perpetrate this crazy religion. <laughs> Keep right, that shit going. One Get of them my, young. One of my favorites. They have special underwear. And I'm not joking. Once you've attended the temple for the first time, you must wear underwear known as garments day and night. It is a full, like onesie-looking thing so they're that's never different nudes. between men and women. That it, Dude, all right, so remember when you watch movies like a Little House on the Prairie or something uh, and you see what Ma and Pa were oh, wearing yeah. to go yeah, to bed they're in? undergarments. They wear that day and night all the time and it differentiates them as the chosen people. Wow. Totally. <laughs> totally. Holy so, underwear, Batman. Right, so here's what you're going to do, right? All right, so first off, so I need 10%. After the 10%, you need to go out, you need to buy yourself a year of supplies. But that's not it. I'm sending you on a fucking trip. You got to pay for it. No big deal. Now, did you have the six kids yet? Oh, you can't afford them. Maybe you should get a better job. Ah, you can't. <laughs> you're fucked. And now you got to wear the fucking underwear. Wear the underwear to onesie all night. <laughs> 
I love how this Jewish Native American white guy talks like a fucking inner city New Yorker. Well, he's from New York. He's Moroni. He's a New Yorker. Moroni. Moroni. Oh, I thought it was Moroni. Moroni, you fucking maluk. Okay. Women aren't allowed to wear anything sleeveless, probably because you'll see their garments. (laughs) (laughs) And all the tattoos they join the religion with. All right. If you want to be with your spouse in the afterlife, you have to get married in one of the Mormon temples. Meaning you have to take a pilgrimage to get married if you don't live in a state with a Mormon temple. Huh. You're not in every state? They don't have a Mormon temple in every state? I, I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm going to. I hope he doesn't listen. Um, you're, you're a sweet guy, and I'm not going to say your name, but I work with a Mormon. <laughs> I, I worked with a Mormon now, before. And is there a Mormon guy. temple here? No. Really? Mm-hmm. There is no Mormon temple in New Jersey. So theoretically, he had to go out west to get married to his wife if he wants to be with her in the afterlife. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. So like I said, uh, depending on where you are in the religion and like what part of the religion, like how fundamental your group is, you need three months to a year of provisions, including food, water, and money. <laughs> it's right. so fucked. A year's <laughs> worth of money, so like 50000 You need 50000 cash. Not the job they picked for you as a Taco Bell cashier. you <laughs> 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 kind of fucked. <laughs> One of my favorites that I found while looking up this dipshit religion, <laughs> that again, my grandfather's old enough to go, yeah, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> um... Since Satan allegedly has power over both lakes and rivers, Mormon, Wait. Mormon missionaries aren't allowed to swim. <laughs> like, water and fire were polar opposites. I thought that, like, Satan would be killed by water, if anything. That's awesome. <laughs> Satan controls the water. Cool. Who said, though? Did, jo- did Joseph Smith say that Satan controls the water? Yes, he did. Now, what's weird about that is with them having such a a vast population in Utah, is that the Great Salt Lake can catch fire. (laughs) It can. Which, and that might be where they got this idea from. Who knows? Because the Great Salt Lake, because of all the shit and everything. He never made it to Utah. Yeah. Oh, so this, that's right. This is, so this is the box, this is the box idea. (laughs) Never mind. You're just thinking inside the box. box, Yeah. you have to You're pass. not allowed to swim. Yeah. You're not Come on, Joey, you're there. drowning. What are you doing? Well, I'm not allowed to swim and I fell in. <laughs> that sucks. Oh um, you have to pass a worthiness interview every single year, and that allows you to continue attending Temple. A what? worthiness interview? Everyone gets tested. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that with your religion. All right. <laughs> All right There's um, no test. There's audits. Now, right. and here's one of the scarier things about them. At any point in time, you can be ordered to turn upon and shun any member who shows any signs of backsliding. Which means either they, maybe they don't want to be part of the church. Maybe you they can had shun them sex. out of your life completely. Really? Dude, fuck you guys. And then, like, they can York. just tell you. So, And the other thing I told you, the tithes or the donations, they're mandatory. Unlike conventional Catholicism, which is like, hey, we want your money, but... If you don't give it to us, you, you know, maybe you'll just go to hell. Right. <laughs> maybe. Now, here's the most fucked up thing I read the whole time and I was saving this for last. And then I'm going to give you my uh, murder numbers and we'll go on to Josh's. Sure thing. Uh, in recent years, the church has posthumously been adding to the ranks of the Mormon religion, which means um, people who are dead, they are forgiving them and saving them. 
and adding them into the ranks of Mormons. This includes the Jews who were exterminated by the Nazis without talking to... All right, so talk about some weird cult shit. They're fucking turning dead Jews into saved Mormons without anyone's permission. Wait, so they, they, get, to increase, they get to increase their player numbers yes. with people who have no will because they're fucking dead. And they're Jews! And they're not asking the families. Dude, Jesus wow. Christ. Well, I got, for my new religion, I got dibs on every Chinese person that dies because there's a lot of them motherfuckers. <laughs> Beat them numbers. <laughs> All right, so let me pull my phone out here. I'm, I'm halfway done this cigarette. I'm going to need it to get through these numbers. So, in the early years of Mormonism, there was a lot of conflict. Right. You never hear about this, ever. So, back in the day, there was a lot, a lot of murders. Uh, let me pull some of these up here. All right, so I'm going to give you some dates and just quick rundowns. Uh, the Missouri-Mormon War was in 1838, 22 dead, including uh, 17 at the Hawes Mill. Okay. That's not how you just go to some of our mass shootings now. Yeah, right? <laughs> those are rookie war. numbers. you got to pump those <laughs> <Yeah>. numbers up. <laughs> what kind of war is that? October 18th, 1838. Uh, Davis County Expedition, there were no casualties, but many were wounded. So under the command of the Apostle David Pattern, so there was a Mormons beating. burned <laughs> and looked, uh, burned and looted non-Mormon homes. Uh, it was part of the Missouri War. Damn Mormons. So, again, in Missouri, October 24th, 1838, a few days after that one, Battle of Crooked River. There's four dead under the command of David Patton. Uh, Mormons attacked the Missouri State Militia. Uh, in October 30th, 1838, in Missouri again, there's Hoss Mill Massacre. 17 dead. And that passes my 39. Um, so now these are dead uh, Mormons. So the Missourian vigilantes attacked the Mormon town. Um, there's a skirmish in Nauvoo, Illinois from 44 to 45. Uh, 1844 That's to 1845. That's a skirmish. Skirmish. Yeah. For Mormon, a year. It was referred to as the Mormon War in Illinois. Three dead, which is not, not really much. That's quite um, a war. 1849, <laughs> Battle Creek Massacre. Four or so people are dead uh, after they uh, attacked Mormon cattle. So the Mormons <laughs> went out and killed the Timpanagos Indians. <laughs> Killing those goddamn red savages. Um, the city of Camden destroys now, these numbers yearly. Now here we Daily. start getting into Daily. some. We start getting into a few numbers here. Uh, there at Fort Utah, which was Provo, Utah, 1850, at the Battle of Fort Utah, between 40 and 100 uh, Indians were killed, and one Mormon was killed, uh, and those were again the. Timpanagos Indians. Those crazy Indians. Um, 1851 in Skull Valley. Uh, two different things happened. <clears throat> nine Goshus were killed. Uh, Captain William McBride attacked a Goshut camp after they took cattle from uh, Charles White. So they killed nine people over cattle. Um, <laughs> they killed seven Ute Indians. How is this God's will? In an attempt to find horse thieves, uh, Captain Porter Rockwell came upon a tribe of Utes. He took them prisoner, but after determining they didn't know anything, he killed them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, after in, I concluded that they did nothing fucking wrong, 
I fucking killed him. He <laughs> found some people, he tortured them, found out they didn't know anything, killed them. In 1853 in Utah, during the Walker War, 12 Mormons were killed and 12 Native Americans were killed. It was a skirmish, a series of battles. Uh, yeah, like, Skirmishes Some battles. of these things are outright just pathetic. It's just, just assholes They're just throwing fighting. stones at it's each other. It's just assholes fighting. So, in Mormon Meadow, Utah, 1857... Uh, the Mormon Meadow Massacre. Now, this was the big one. 120 people. Uh, the Navu Legion attached uh, uh, attacked the Baker Fancher emigrant wagon train, which was this was during the time when they were emigrating uh, right. out of Missouri. So this is in Utah. The they attacked them, and that resulted in a mass slaughter. Right. Uh, in 1857 to 58, yeah. Ah. A bunch of dead Mormons. Bunch of dead motherfuckers. Um, I mean, we got a few more. All right, but here Skirmishes. was the other biggest one was <laughs> in Utah at the Black Hawk War. Uh, a series of battles led by the Black Hawks, uh, which were Indians, involved various indigenous tribes. Seventy Mormons dead, but they killed 140 Native Americans. And then finally. Uh, they killed 30 Pout Indians, uh, in Utah in 1866. So, the Mormons have some fucking blood on their hands. Yeah, that's body count. I mean, I'm more upset about the cows, though. I gotta be honest. Like, that upsets me the most. Like, I didn't do There's, like, fucking standing there, and you got these dudes like, Do you fuck my wife? Do you fuck my wife? And the cow's like, mm, which one? <laughs> Why does the cow have an electronic voice box? Because I'm used to Dennis Leary's cow. Remember yeah. <laughs> the special cow they grow in Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's Mormonism in a nutshell. And yeah. it only took me 45 minutes. A long time. I am not going to take that. That long. I'm going to do a much faster rundown on Scientology. Oh, Elron, Mr. LRH. Oh, I, I refuse to call him that. As yeah. do the guys on uh, last five. No, except wait, Henry calls him Henry that. Henry calls yeah. him LRH because he's a scumbag. All right, so LRH holds the Guinness Book of Records for most books written, which is over a thousand. Hmm. All right, over a thousand science books. fiction books, right? If you take all of Stephen King's writings, it does not come to a thousand pieces of information. No. And LRH just destroys his numbers. Blows past him. Hmm. So he wrote science fiction. He was a major science fiction writer in like the 40s and 50s. Okay. Um, and he wrote a bunch of stuff, but he wrote it all throughout his, his uh, Scientology career as well. He just couldn't stop writing. So he wrote this book. I can't stop. He wrote this book in the late 1940s and early 1950s called Dianetics. Dianetics? Ooh. Now, this was an entire new way to live your life. And it was like he just came up with all this shit. He just made all this stuff up. But apparently, uh, through Dianetics, uh, you can, it, what it is is you, you focus in on these past experiences in your life that have been traumatic for you or that you were humiliated like anything that brings you negative energy throughout your life if you can focus in on that energy Thieves. you can you can clear it from your body and then it can't affect your current decision making now it doesn't affect your current life you can remove all of that negative stuff from your body 
through this process of Dianetics. So they have these electronic meters and they're called E-meters. All right, well, all right. <laughs> That's creative. We're going to call these electric just, meters. Let's just go over what about E-meters? for a little bit. So L. Ron Hubbard, um, he was a naval captain in World War II. He did all this retarded shit. Like, <laughs> he was so bad at his job. <laughs> he was so bad at his job. He bombed all these like underwater magnetic rock formations and stuff, thinking that they were German submarines. He shelled a Mexican island and like completely destroyed all kinds Dude, of shit on this island for no of reason. Dollars of <laughs> for absolutely no reason. Right? He was just totally a off. Fucking fraud. He was removed of his command in the military. Please step down. You've done enough. Thank you. So he made his way to New York. He joined the OTO, which is the Order Temple Orientis who was founded uh, by, uh, what was the guy's name? Jack Parsons, who was like a famous scientist back in the is day. Is that Alan Parsons' project, or is that something completely different? I think different? it's something completely different. Okay, great. Jack he Parsons. was like a rocket scientist back in the day. Um, very prominent person. Started the Ordo Temple Orientis. And by the way, you got to mention, he bullshitted his way into that organization because they were actually oh, yeah. intelligent people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they followed the teachings of Aleister Crowley, who was a famous occultist yes, from England. Did. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was an occultist. Um, basically started, like, his teachings started New Age Wicca, uh, paganism, uh, Satanism, uh, what's the other one? Um, there's uh, chaos theory or whatever. Chaos you know, none of these chaos motherfuckers magic, pick one thing. They always gotta stick a bunch of shit in a blender. And you know, they can't just like stick with one fucking thing. It's like let's stick uh, some of this religion, some druids, some fucking UFOs, and just hit fucking. Well, Alistair Crowley's uh, Mr. Crowley from Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. okay. Mr. Crowley! Wah, wah, wah. No shit. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. I think that's um, the first one I've joined in on. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are always singing. Yeah, right. Um, so Jack Parsons had this mansion in New York where they held all these occult rituals and shit, and L. Ron Hubbard just moved in with them. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, moved into this mansion. <laughs> Um, he fell in love with Jack Parsons' girlfriend named Sarah Northrup and <laughs> stole her from the leader right. of this Ordo Temple Orientis. Let's bring up the fact that this dude at this point in time looks like a fat Captain Crunch. <laughs> Who? Parsons or Elrond? Elrond looks like a fat Captain Crunch. He's been kicked group. out of the, mil uh, the military, but he still wears like a pseudo military uniform. Everywhere, yeah, and the with, hat, the, the with the military hat, hat. Yeah. and he just gives himself a fuckload of medals. <laughs> <laughs> and look at this. Makes up all he this crazy shit. Looks um, like where'd you, where'd you get that girl. medal? Uh, this is this is from most Mexican islands blown up for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the way he stole this girl from Jack Parsons is making her think that he was some crazy war hero who, you know, defeated all kinds of German U-boats and spent like two weeks uh, like floating adrift at sea after his ship was sank. You know, he made well, all the shit up. Here's the thing. He did get marooned 
And he did save a bunch of his crew members. He did? That did actually happen. I didn't read about any of that shit. <clears throat> yeah, LRH did actually <laughs> save a bunch of his crew members. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this just, guy was so narcissistic and See, and that's shit. just like a sample of the right religion at the right time. Because if you were Mormon and got marooned, you're just staying there. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You're you not allowed to swim. swim. <laughs> Satan controls the water. At that point, he's like, oh, thank God I'm a Scientologist and not a Mormon. Oh, man. This could have been so much worse. Um, so he tells this girl, Soren, Sarah Northrop, that he'd kill himself if she didn't marry him. So she married him. And, uh, Again, like you do, you know. <laughs> um, and he was extremely abusive to her and told her he'd kill her if she left him. And but he was mentally abusive. I didn't hear he anything was, about He was physically, physically and mentally abusive, okay. yes. Yes, he was an asshole. Of course. Um, so he wrote Dianetics in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Hometown in, hero. Yep, Good stuff. All right. Jersey. Um, and Sarah Northrup <laughs> said that the entire reason why he invented the religion was for tax evasion. <laughs> he just wanted to create a religion so they didn't have to pay any taxes. <laughs> um, so I already went over the instances, uh, you, you just, for Dianetics, how you, uh, you know, observe exactly what happened in your past. You relive these past experiences and you try to... Um, focus in on that and if you can take the power away from those experiences then they can't affect you today so Dianetics was this huge best-selling book like for years and years it was number one on bestseller list and um, but it was kind of like a passing fad you know it was kind of like uh, like Beanie Babies or some shit it was <laughs> around for a while bands. everybody right. bought into it and then everybody was kind of done with it and right. he was like well how can I continue to make money off of these people so he invented Scientology, oh, okay, <laughs> which is a religion that he based on Dianetics, and he started uh, gaining these followers. So, like, he was uh, originally, um, he started this church, he got a bunch of people to join it, and every single thing that you have to do throughout Scientology costs money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a so lot. Of it starts money. out pretty cheap, and then once you get up to the higher and higher levels, it's, it starts to be like thousands of dollars. That's for when you get the Tom Cruise and, status. Yeah, right. Exactly, okay. Exactly. exactly. Now, see, now what's fascinating <laughs> to me that I didn't know is I thought one of the biggest jokes about Scientology was just simply it's a guy who started a religion. And he was a science fiction writer, so that's weird. I didn't know the religion was based off one of his bullshit books. Yep. That's fucking <laughs> even better. Yep. Dude. He made the religion off of a self-help science fiction book. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, he started this church, I believe it was, I've heard 1952, 1953, 1954. It's right in there, right when he started Scientology. He created the Church of Scientology. So... Um, he got all these people to join. He was charging them a shitload of money for everything, and he wasn't paying his taxes. No. So <laughs> not LHR. So So he was going to be arrested by the IRS for tax evasion. So he left the country. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in hiding you for do. a while. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he was in hiding for a while, and eventually he decided that it would be a good idea to get a boat. Right. So he gets this ship. 
and eventually it turned into a fleet of ships called Sea Org, well, or he, Sea right, Organization. So the story there, too, he basically scammed a millionaire out of his yacht. Is that how we got the That's boat? That's how we got I, the I boat. I did not do that much in-depth research. <laughs> I, I've listened uh, to a couple of podcasts on L. Ron Hubbard, and he was just frothy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we so, already said that, bag. <laughs> he recruits all these people to join his sea organization, and to this day, sea organization exists. Sea yep, org. Yeah, these people, when he recruits them onto his boat, sign... Billion-year contracts into Scientology so that when they die, their soul is expected to continue working to advance Scientology for the next billion years. So it's a dollar a year. Yeah. That's not a bad policy, Josh. You say it like it's a bad thing, but I really <laughs> think they're cutting people a huge bargain. I mean, you're talking a buck a year. That's not bad, all right? Yeah. The, this, yeah. It's not a, it's not a billion dollars. This is like the, the crazy-ass religion dollar menu, all right? I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to this day, Sea Org exists. There is a fleet of ships that travel the world recruiting Scientologists. But back in the day when it started, it was just the one boat. And, like, all these people, like, it's such a cult. He just has captive minds over all these people, and they just follow his every word, and they do hard labor on this boat. Like, they they join, and the boat ask, is a if piece this dude of shit. Looked like, and I guess it's the same question you asked about Apple White and some of the other guys. If this dude looked like a fat Captain Crunch... Was this guy another like real great speaker, or was it just because he of his was, writing? Uh, yeah. He was a great speaker, and he was a great writer, and he just had a very captive imagination. Well, same, same with Jim Jones. We'll get into him in the next episode, but he did have his problems, you know. Like so, uh, Jim Jones wound up getting into all of the different speed, you know, like yeah, uh, methamphetamines, uh, amphetamines which is why at the end his tapes sound like this when he yeah. talks because he got no <laughs> fucking teeth left. He's like it's brutal. Uh, like. LRH was a pretty hard alcoholic, and he fucked around with some different drugs. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so so you the fleet, to. so the fleet is still around. Now I see all these fucking documentaries about Scientology and like the abuse they put their members through and like the interrogation There's shit. Some, like yeah, all like, right. What's so going let's on with just, all that? Let's just fuck LRH. Let's get into Scientology. So. With Scientology, there you walk into a Scientology temple. You say, I would like an audit. You have to pay for this audit. Like there you is, do. <laughs> with is, everything else in this fucking religion. There is an auditor. You sit down at a table with an auditor. And there is this electronic device in front of you. Is called it called an e-meter? The e-meter. E <laughs> where basically it is like, it's a shitty version of a lie detector test. It's this... You hold these two metal cans that have a wire <laughs> and they're called cans in too. between them and to a meter. All right. Then there's an electric current that's run through like a low electric current, and you hold on to these cans. And as you have thoughts, the mass of your thoughts fluctuates the current that's running through the e meter, and you can actually see what your brain is doing and you can see what things register more what things register less and as you progress through this audit the guy starts asking you about traumatic experiences that happen and you tell this man your most deep 
dark secrets. All of it's being recorded. It's all Ooh, recorded. Very nice. You tell this man everything that could possibly be a traumatic experience from your past or like something that is really affecting you. Anything that you did that you don't tell a soul, you tell to this guy. And he, you're watching the E-meter, and as you hit on something, it jumps real high. And it'll start asking you more and more questions about it, get you to relive that experience. And supposedly, you watch on the E-meter as your reactions become less and less to this topic. As, as you talk about it more... Leave your body. You are it, you. Well, I'm gonna get into. So <laughs> I'm you, sorry. I'm, you, I'm blowing your load. <laughs> you watch. You watch yourself become less and less affected by this thing until it's gone, and then you move on. And throughout this, I do process, have to say, this is some convincing bullshit, though. Like, this is good shit. Like, especially when you get a visual. Like, if you can see the bullshit, like, ooh, look, my past experience is getting better because of these cans. Yeah. Like. You know, it's showing it's you some shit. Of my <laughs> You're doing it through your mind, but you get to watch exactly what's happening. In my religion, yeah. people were just like, yeah, no, that sounds right. <laughs> At least in your religion, you can be like, see oh, someone, yeah, I'd love right. to see someone leave Scientology and go to Mormonism. Like, I need to do an audit. Oh, well, just stick your head in this box. <laughs> just start talking. In my other religion, we use cans. Well, here we use a fucking box. <laughs> Um, so you go through these process of audits, all that costs money. You take all these classes, they all cost money. And eventually you reach the stage of clear hmm. where you have removed all negative energies from your body. All right. Now and we're going to talk about millions of dollars. It's not millions of dollars. I've read that it costs around 250000 okay. to fully complete all the courses throughout Scientology. So about a core mill. Okay. It's like taking a full college, no, an entire college ride. A doctorate. Yes. Right. That is how much it costs to complete Scientology. And that's for one person. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the thing about Scientology, and uh, you're going to get to him, I'm sure, but David Miscavige. They keep trying like, to who's that? I never read about Dave Miscavige. <laughs> what? Who the fuck is that? Dave Miscavige is the guy who currently runs Scientology. Oh, he's, yeah, he's the, that's right. He is the character. God damn it. How did I do more research on your topic than you? <laughs> yeah, but right, he listen, gets a pass because he usually right, does more research than both of us. more levels every few months. So everyone who's reached the top level, you're a fucking full-fledged Scientologist. Well, guess what? Now there's more shit. Oh, I, I've read that once you reach OT8, that is the peak level of Scientology that you can achieve. Okay, well, now there's a new class for OT8 that you have to take. Now, what okay. I've read, though, is you despite all updated. this money, yeah. I've read that despite all this money, after this, they save you truckloads by only charging you a dollar a year in the billion-dollar boat program. Yeah, exactly. Has anyone else heard about this? Because it's a huge money saver, and I'm thinking about signing up. <laughs> while, while you're here, are you interested in a timeshare? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, so, basically, what I got from all of that shit and, like, confession is, like, you know, that's known throughout several religions. And what I really think is that telling someone something that's been, you know, tied up in your head for years and years and years, getting that off your chest 
is naturally going to make you feel better. Obviously, and make yeah. you trust yeah. those associated with you know, you're telling this guy with the cans and even though he's a fucking freak with cans and an e-meter, you unleashing all these worst things that ever happened to you. Now you trust the dude. Now you trust the organization. Now this whole quarter million dollar thing over the next however long doesn't seem like that bad because it's just it's control. You know what I mean? It's it's straight fucking manipulation. Yeah. It's these, brilliant. These things like when uh, LRH was first popular in the fifties, he was holding these seminars, charging five hundred dollars a person for these seminars in the fifties. Did they at least get like five hundred dollars a person? Is did like, they at least get like dinner at like the old country buffet with this five hundred bucks? Like with their <laughs> catering sure, involved? I'm sure like, they got something. I couldn't find any money in it. <laughs> one of the categories I came up for uh, with for the Olympics at the end of this or in the next episode whenever we decide to do it is the overall money. Josh is going to win that one. Oh yeah, probably. Because oh yeah, Scientology <laughs> got is a lot of money literally the world's most effective pyramid scheme. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because once you spend enough money, well, guess what? Now you can go find other people to make money, but not for you, for the religion. <laughs> of course, because God needs at least 10% to go to the good God, right. the good heaven, now we're gonna <laughs> the non-Roach Motel heaven. We're going to jump into exactly what Scientologists believe. Yes! Oh, this yes. is some good shit. This is the fun Scientologists shit. believe the Earth is a prison planet. Where frozen bodies of thousands of prisoners from a planet hundreds of light years away, where the overlord Xenu determined that they were, you know, unworthy to remain on the planet, were flown to Earth, dropped into volcanoes, where hydrogen bombs were exploded on top of them, which released their souls from their frozen bodies. These souls are called thetans. Can you back up to prison Earth? <laughs> Earth was, you I lost me a prison. I can't remember the exact name of what they had for Earth, but Earth was this other planet that was, they decided to use this Earth as a prison. To the Australia of yes, the galaxy. Exactly. Okay, great. Awesome. Earth is the Australia. <laughs> And these uh, these souls that were separated from their bodies, called thetans, are just floating around Earth by the thousands, millions. And whenever you, uh, whenever someone is born, a thetan or several hundred thousand thetans can all attach themselves to this one person when they're born. So these thetans are the source of all of your fears and anxieties throughout your entire life. Mm. All right, they just cling to you and they just zap you of all of your happiness. Well, right? you could see it when Tom Cruise jumped over the couch on Oprah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he He's just so people. happy. He's so happy, man. I hope to one day be that happy on national television. Um, but anyhow, so by going through these audits and releasing all these fears and anxieties, you were removing these thetans from your body. All right. The, the, so this is where I get a little confused because those negative things are supposed to be called thetans. But inside yourself, you're also supposed to be a thetan trapped in a person's yep. body. So you need to release all of your human existence, really, and try to throw off your human bounds and become, once you reach the level of clear, then you start working to become an, what the fuck is it? I need to get the I'm right still terminology. So I'm still so OT. confused as to why Katie Holmes left Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's an operating she, thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Katie Holmes. Well, she couldn't get rid of the postpartum beaten. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so fuck her. <laughs> So once you become an operating thetan, you start going up the levels of operating thetan. And once you achieve the highest level of operating thetan, where you are in fact just your alien being, a thetan, you have thrown off all of your human bonds, you then can control space, time, matter, anything. You can mentally wish it so, and it is. It just you it manifest is, your will. It amazes me. Like, is it, okay, as a 10-year-old sitting in Catholic church, I was like, yo, this whole trinity, they're all one but three different things. Just that alone, I was like, this, this is throwing me off. I can't imagine sitting in one of these fucking... What do they call their church meetings, they call it? What is it called? It's a Scientology church, the Church of Scientology. Right, but I'm saying, like, we go to Mass, what do they go to, do you know? Like, uh, I have no fucking Just idea. a fucking they, meeting with They cans. go to hour-long confessions. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, really, it's not a church. Like, you go in for audits, and you talk to an auditor, and you can, you know, become more involved in the church. And I did see some things where they have, like, these crazy celebrity churches in L.A. and shit. Yeah, where supposedly, supposedly it's open to the public, but really it's for the super rich. You know, mm. uh, it's amazing how much, like, that is where Scientology really boggles my mind, is that... They have a huge outreach worldwide. They're yeah. in pretty much every major city. Um, there is a Scientology temple at 1315 Race Street, Philadelphia. Get really? the fuck out If of I here. want to wow. become a Scientologist and get my first audit, I would bring probably a few hundred dollars down to 1315 Race Street and go in and speak to an auditor for my first audit. For now, I wonder audit. if as you get better with your audit, like they up your cans from like Campbell's to Progresso cans. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting better. I get a better soup can now. I don't like, think the cans have labels on them. I think they do, that Josh. block the, uh, the brain waves from getting through and affecting the e-meter. Well, I definitely think if you join the Billion Dollar Club, you get Progresso soup cans. I think that comes with that package. Campbell's <laughs> chunky. <laughs> All right, so pretty crazy fucking beliefs. They're worldwide. They actively involve celebrities in order to extend their outreach. They have a an attack the attacker policy mm-hmm. where they are not a turn the other cheek religion. If you say something bad, the full power of Scientology is going to turn against you. Yeah, dude, they're fucking... They're evil. brutal. Yeah, they're, I, from they, the way they get talked about, they seem like a mafiosa, dude, like they, all day long. They, uh, intimidate witnesses for court cases and shit. They blackmail people, especially people that were in the church and then leave and start to badmouth the church. They try to dismantle their lives. They have all your secrets recorded. True. They can release all that shit to the media and just destroy your, re- yeah. your reputation. Well, the whole snitches get stitches thing is the exact opposite in uh, Scientology. You, every single person is required to snitch on everyone else about everything. It's it was like scary. It was like now here's where some of these things tie together. It was like that in Jonestown too. Yeah. One of the reasons it was why like jo- that in Nazi Germany. One of the reasons why Jonestown <laughs> fell yeah, apart. You'll kids, find that. Uh, that's on that's a huge thing about Germany. Scientology too. But what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, which we'll find out you know in the next episode. But one of the things that made Jonestown fall apart on like the day before it did was because. 
of a little kid snitching about something he saw, and yeah. he, and it's because they were programmed to do so. Okay, and it was fucking crazy. Wait till you wait to hear about that shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to back. So to let's just like run back through Scientology. Really fucked up the people that have been in Scientology like for years and years and years. Very fucked up people. The people on Sea Org. There's. 5,000 to 6,500 people, depending on who you talk to, in Sea Org that are actively floating around, um, working hard labor on this boat, giving up everything they have to the cause working of clearing the planet. hour days. Wow. They're clearing the planet. You're supposed to try to clear the entire planet that's full of these thetans flying around these evil thetans you were supposed to try to clear the entire planet and make a fuckload of money doing so mm. <clears throat> so well um, not make earn the religion a fuckload of money doing yeah so. yeah exactly you're not getting yeah, paid you don't anything. get shit yeah and you find in all these religions these... The, the people of the religion aren't making a fucking dime <laughs> they're giving it all away working hard labor on these boats are making pennies a day Oh, yeah. They signed billion dollar contract or billion year contracts to do that. They're not making anything at all. They, they don't make they any make... money whatsoever. The, any money that they're quote unquote earning goes into their stipends, their food, their lodging. Yeah, I guess that's their... where the money goes. But to, they is, don't you know, earn a penny, people. Hmm. But yeah, but definitely not bags. Nutbags based on a dude who based his religion off a book he wrote that's made up of pure bullshit. And now you sit around telling your deepest, darkest fear of some random dude while you hold a bunch of fucking soup cans in your hand. It's, I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> I fucking love it. I, that rivals, I, I think, like, because one of the other categories I have for the Olympics is the dumbest shit told to the people. And right. I don't know who wins, soup cans or box guy. Or... There's a UFO behind that comet that we're jumping on. Like, <laughs> Kill yourself. We're going to follow that comet yeah. into, into outer space. This is going to be a tough one. Right. Um, so another big thing about Scientology, they are actively encouraged to disconnect from anyone who tries to talk sense into them, tries to talk them out of anything, yep. especially your family. They completely lose contact with all of their family. They just willingly throw their families away, throw their friends away. Everything for the religion. It's fucking crazy. Sea uh, Org, there are, there are kids that are born on this boat in Sea Org <laughs> that when they are old enough are they start a period of three oh. years of hard labor. Kids in Sea Org like it should be raised by their parents. You gotta learn those values young. Alright? Yeah, Put them exactly. to fucking work. Kids never see their parents, man. They're separated from their parents and raised by like, you know, these... These institutions for raising children, they do not have any connection to their families. It's all disconnected because in the belief of Scientology, you've lived several hundred lives in the past and you will Again. live several hundred lives. While your mom is your mom now, you might have been her mom in your past life or you might have never known her or you might have been her brother, you know. Lives like right now is right now, but there will be more and there was. Hopefully you were never your mother's boyfriend, you know. Yeah, that's well, I mean, up. you totally could be. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Doesn't fucking matter. That's the ultimate level of thetan. Anyway. How many people did L. Ron Hubbard fuck? 
Uh, he was, that was not a really big thing in Scientology. It was not like a, yeah. See, and it was a the, huge... Just like Heaven's Gate was the opposite. Like, you didn't fuck... Well, well there were stories... Well, there were stories of child molestation and stuff. Oh, There's no real active proof that any of this stuff happened. There's no proof sense. about anything, because they are <laughs> buttoned up tighter than a nun's asshole. Yeah. Well, I tell you, but, you gotta be if you're gonna exactly. keep people involved in this shit. You know what I mean? You've gotta stay you're off the fucking... You're gonna run a full-blown, like, multi multi-trillion dollar uh, you know century long scandal alright so it's let's just run old. let's run through a list of the important points of Scientology um, you know hitting all the key things and then I'll do a Josh list of celebrities that are involved in Scientology oh it's been so yes, long since we've had a Josh list alright so the amount of followers between 30,000 to 20 million depending on who you talk to there's no oh. real established number of followers. Well, that goes back to secret. them, be, yeah, the secretiveness. Yep. Like, you can't even fucking figure out. That's your range. That's like when they give us a forecast for snow around here. They're like, eh, zero to 58 inches. Somewhere in that fucking realm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Between zero down. and six feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, the amount of followers, yeah, up to 20 million, probably going to fall around 9, 10 million. What I would say. We'll just do the halfway Worldwide, point. Worldwide, right? they are in pretty much every major city. Uh, they've been around since 1953. They're involved in murder for hire, blackmail, interfering in court cases. They have rehabilitation camps that stories have leaked out about. Dude, those are the craziest. When you go against the church, they tell you, like, hey, you're coming to this camp. And not only do you go to the camp, they mentally abuse you. They keep you awake for days at a time. Mm -hmm. They uh, question you. They threaten your family. They do insane. insane shit in these, uh, like, underground bunkers. Yeah, they. and speaking Le of that, Leah they've Remini. infiltrated high levels of U.S. government, too. Yeah, they well, are. Uh, Leah Remini, the, the chick who got out, she, she actually has a documentary series on this. And one of the things she talked about was, wait, are we going to do a, a two-man piss right now? Oh, we're going to do a two-man piss? I'm pausing Scientology. <laughs> Let's spin be, the mic around. It didn't have to be talked about. Now I'm going all over the floor again. Did <laughs> you guys make me nervous? Head. It's cold out here. <laughs> I can't get a good grip on the fucking thing. I was nice enough to I'm leave to, to go two, take a piss. I'm trying to do a two-finger pincher over here. Hang on. Well, I, <laughs> It's no filling up. I'm almost there. Oh, oh God. Oh. We have another one over there? Hold on. Oh, oh you're doing it too. Oh, I hear it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm feet on my hand. <laughs> and that's what they call a Scientology can. There you go. <laughs> Fucking white trash is shit in this garage. <laughs> Oh, I shit. can't believe that's it. The piss I took earlier would have filled three of those bottles at least. Oh, you know, it was going for a while, dude. And I'm going to have to do it again. No, you don't want to put it next to my can if you like. Um, so total death tolls I'll for Scientology, unknown. There's no real figures on how many people they've killed, uh, but... Theoretically, it has. That's happened. a shame. Josh's religion might not, like his whole religion cult might not win because of how secretive they are. Like, we don't yeah, know the yeah. numbers. <laughs> when it comes to the amount of fucking money involved yeah, that's in got, Scientology, he gets extra points on that one. Like, yeah. so if there's one point for everything, he gets 
three points yeah. for the amount of money Trillions. that this fucking it's, pyramid I mean, it's scheme. not as much as you would think. Uh, total net worth of Scientology estimated $1.75 billion. It's pretty fucking high It's a now. lot of money, but it's not trillions, you know. But they do take in around $200 million annually. From Jeez. all of their audits, because everything costs money. You're like, God damn it, right. these people are so dumb. Who uh, buys into this shit? Literally, who yeah, buys this? Yeah, they might be dumb, but the guys who started the fuckers are quite... <laughs> They're literally yeah. buying in. They can tell you whatever you want about that Hubbard asshole, but I mean... Man's a fucking genius. Um, when it comes to the crazy perpetrations of the religion, the whole fucking religion is science fiction. Of it course. is. It is yeah. the it is science fiction invented by a known famous science fiction writer. Good lord. So you're telling no me it's liar. not really possible that all those frozen people were dropped into volcanoes with hydrogen bombs? You have a problem with this? <laughs> 75 million years ago, they came from a planet that was a lot like 1950s America. Of course. At the time, they had cars, they had streets, you know, they had everything. They were driving around in cars that looked a lot like Fords and Chevys. Hmm. On this other planet, 75 million years ago. Yep. Cool. And then they came here, and then they removed people's souls from their bodies in a series of volcanic hydrogen bomb explosions... Good lord, I'm dude! Glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm paying money for these classes. $1.75 billion invested in this bullshit! Somebody drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Somebody drank something to believe some of this 1. shit, $1.75 billion invested in this, and we still have potholes in our roads. Um, I so just want fixed roads. I wrote down sexiness of leader one. Because <laughs> he's fat and smelly and ugly. Yeah. Um, Captain Crunch. Uh, but global impact of Scientology is incredibly high. They are tax-exempt in eight major countries, including Ooh. the United States... Canada, Great Britain, like they're they have places all over the world where they don't pay taxes. I think, I think me and Josh are gonna have some debates when it comes to points. Um, they well, run. We'll, we'll, we'll get a good system. They run commercials on TV for Scientology. They did a commercial for the 2013 Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys remember it, but during mm. the 2013 Super Bowl, I was watching that fucking Scientology commercial. Really? I remember well, that shit. I'll have to look it, it up insane. then and check it out. In 2013, one of the main <laughs> reasons why uh, cannabis wasn't legal in California and why a lot of the LGBT laws got shut down were because of the Mormon church backed by millions of dollars of Mormon money. Yeah, mm. money is power. Yep. That's what we find is that money Scientology's is power. done a lot of shit like that too where they financially back government institutions to get laws. I'm going to lose because you guys did full-blown religions. I did some nutbag out of Texas with a small cult. <laughs> Fuck. I asked if you wanted to do Jonestown. You're like, I don't want to do Jonestown. Well, I didn't want to do too easy. You know why? Because it wasn't fair. By the time you brought it up, I hadn't researched Jonestown. I just happened to listen to a bunch of shit about them. I didn't think it was fair that I just come in, no research, just listening and being like, this is what I fucking know. Look at me win everything, Flavor Aid. Like, no. <laughs> so, Josh, give us your Josh yeah, list. So come this on. is going to be a fun Josh list of celebrities that have bought into Scientology. I hope it's doing something for <laughs> Christy Alley, Ann Archer, Jennifer Aspen, Beck, Catherine Hill, David Campbell, Nancy Cartwright, Kate Caber Carabano, Erica Christensen, uh, Chick Corea, Tom Cruise, Sky Dayton, Jason During, Jennifer Elfman, Richard Elfman, Don E. Fresh, 
Isaac Hayes, Mark Ishman, Vivian Kubek, Juliet Lewis, Alana Masterson, Danny Masterson. From fucking from that seventy show, show? Danny Masterson's a Scientologist. Awesome, Uh, Elizabeth Moss, Michael Pena, (laughs) Bijou Phillips, Laura Prepon, Kelly Preston, Giovanni Ribisi, Marissa Ribisi, John Travolta. That's like the big one. John Travolta's been in Scientology for like probably twenty, thirty years since the seventies. Billy Sheehan, Greta Van Susten, and Princess Joy Villa. A lot more than I thought. Lots of celebrities. And there are many more than that that just aren't out. I don't know who most of those people are, but they're celebrities and they're involved in Scientology. They made my list. (laughs) Well, there it is. There it is. All right. So I think we're going to have to crunch the numbers and come back on this one to find out (laughs) who won the Olympics. Yeah. So in the next episode of our show, you will find out who won the Olympics. We'll crunch some numbers. We'll let you know who wins. Is it? The Mormons who stick their heads in boxes and bang a bunch of people, but you're not allowed to have butt sex. Is it the Scientologists who love to save you money on boat travel, only a dollar a year for the next billion years? Or is it the Heaven's Gate cult? We're all going to eat some recounters and catch the next fucking UFO. Who's going to win? (laughs) So send in your vote that we won't tally up. (laughs) Because you won't send it. Yeah. Where can they find I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for another fucking review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on the Twitter, uh, which would be the Twitter actually at the WITG Podcast. And if they want to find my combination, personal yet mostly used for the podcast Instagram, it's Danny T underscore WITG Podcast. Where else can they find us on Instagram? There, Potsy. You can find us over on Instagram as our group at WITG Pod. You can find me, and I occasionally post uh, knives and other cool things at Easy Potsy. Mm-hmm. You can find us at uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Search Facebook for who invited this guy. You might find some of our shit. Search Google for who invited this guy. We are number one on Google. Uh, sorry, we're number one and two. We're one yeah. and two yeah. on Google. Podbean yes, and iTunes. We're the first yes. two to pop up on yes. bitches. You can also find us on Spreaker. <laughs> you can find us on Stitcher. Uh, you actually find us on a number. I just, I probably should have maybe told the other two guys who run the podcast with me. I, I kind of signed us up to be on Google Play today. Sweet! Uh, so uh, just, I'm waiting awesome. for approval. I don't know if it's going to work. They might be like, you guys are out of your fucking mind. You but guys are <laughs> way too racy. Uh, <laughs> and there's now an easy connect for us to get on Spotify, which I'll tell you about. On the, on, so we'll get into that too. But um, yeah, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, get us some reviews because we don't just need reviews because we're not going to gain popularity to the point where we're making money off this any fucking time soon. I just want to see what you guys think. Get us some reviews. Go to iTunes. You know, leave comments on Podbean whatever you can fucking do and spread the word that's the important thing let people know about who invited this guy let them know about all of our crazy antics here and <laughs> spread the fucking word all right no matter what you're doing let people know about the show uh but this is this is an awesome episode i'm yeah. so i'm so psyched for the second fucking this part is, of this, this is, is the great. most information heavy episode we've had in like six months and we're about to go get some food, drink a little bit more, and come back for a part two. Can't so guys, you can't miss it next week. Wait. Bye.
I'm Danny T. I'm Eric. I'm Josh. And as always, we're here to say, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Fill my cans.